All right, welcome back, Link Up Podcast. Today we have uh, motivational Mark's good friend, um, Carl Arnabet. Yeah. Um, so, Carl, tell us a little about yourself. Um, I'm originally from San Francisco, California. Uh, I was originally born in the Philippines, but I moved when I was like two or three years old. And I grew up in San Francisco all my life and ended up here in Memphis after graduating uh, nursing school because I had a buddy of mine who's from here and invited me to come work out here since I had a hard time finding a hospital job. Mm-hmm. And I was only supposed to stay for like a couple of years and just ended up staying because ended up liking it out here. And then I met my wife out here. So I guess I'm stuck here, really. So how long have you been in Memphis? Uh, since November 2012. Okay, so right at 10 years, well, 10 years this year. Yeah. You ever see yourself moving back to uh, San Francisco with your wife? No, not at all. I love it out here. <laughs> yeah. I love the space and all that, and cost of living is a lot more affordable. Yeah, I hear uh, San Francisco is, like, insanely expensive out there. And, like, if you're eating somewhere, some like a homeless person could just poop in front of you. Oh, or, yeah. Like, as you're walking, you just poop as he's walking or something, yeah, or cheese or whatever. Yeah, we've seen that firsthand, really. Um you actually have to, uh, when you walk your dog, you're actually scared your dog is going to step on human poop. They actually, like, have a map online where you find more human poop to, like, really watch out for because there's a lot of homeless people out there. That is insane. Like, why Why is it okay for them to do that? I mean, is is it because they're California and they it's okay for them to shit on the street? I mean, I just don't, I don't know what's up with that. There's just nowhere to do it, really. Like, I mean, they have, like, those uh, public restrooms and stuff. Yeah. And they actually have a timer because they're actually really cool. They're not, like, regular porta potties It actually, like, closes and opens. And there's, like, a time limit in there that will automatically open, like, after three or five minutes. I did hear something about that. Like, uh, I guess after certain hours, they they lock them up. Yeah, so nobody could camp out in there and sleep in there. And I didn't even know, like, in Portland, I think they were having a problem. Like, some of the homeless people were, like, burning down. The porta potties, so that would cause people to shit in the street because somebody else destroyed it. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Human nature's weird, man. Like, I mean, I guess we're kind of designed to shit in the streets. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. became modernized not to, you know. But what do y'all think about Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter? And with all that money, instead of spending the money on buying Twitter, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, he's so rich, he should cure." Or we were talking about homelessness, so you know. So, like, what are y'all thoughts on that? Didn't he sell some of his shares to end world hunger? No, he said he would. Uh, Tesla shares. Yeah, I mean, Tesla's oh, oh, yeah. Elon Musk. So he gave, I think he gave them the shares. He didn't sell them to them. Like, I think he gave that, that organization, I think he gave them like a couple of billion dollars worth of shares or something. But like people are now saying, yo, no, he shouldn't buy Twitter. He shouldn't buy the internet. He should buy I mean, he should cure or and eradicate homelessness or hungriness or, you know, something like that. But then these are the same people that get mad when you ask them if they want to, if you want to round your change up at CVS, you know, for Marshall Dimes or something. Yeah. So, but they're so quick to tell him how what he's supposed to do with his money. Yeah, because it's not their money. Yeah, I mean, he can do whatever he wants with his money. If he wants to buy Twitter, if he wants to. Whatever. Shoot off rockets. Yeah. I mean, that's his prerogative, really. But I just wonder why. Where did this even come from? Don't I think you know? it's more of a free speech thing. Yeah, because he wants to like stop like censorship and stuff with yeah. what, what they're doing. But I've heard like there's that there's like a getter. It's like a, a conservative version of Twitter that a lot of people that have been kicked off Twitter go to that platform now. 
And there's some other ones, I guess. But I think people are, like, run amok pretty much. Like, you kind of need some laws. Yeah. I mean, just imagine if there was no laws in this country. I mean, how many people would probably do, like, foul shit? I mean, you kind of can see that in California, like we're talking about, how people are doing those flash uh, robberies. Yeah. And, and the stores are just busting up shit because there's, you know, you don't really get in trouble for that kind of stuff. Yeah, the smash yeah. and grabs and that, stuff. Yeah. That's insane, too, man. Like, I was watching a video. I think I was on TikTok the other day. A man just walks in with a big bag of, like, a trash bag, you know, and, like, fills up with cosmetics and all kinds of like, you know, like bought a little bit higher end things, you know, yeah. and just throws the bag over your shoulder and just walked right out. And, you know, like the people that work there are kind of like, sir, please stop, you know, please stop. And then the customers are like, you need to put that back. You need to put that back. And they're trying to like stop the guy. And with the store is like, just let him go. Like there's no one to tell him he can't. So, and you know, CBS's policies probably don't touch the customer, you know, or whatever it is, or whoever it is. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's times are different right now. They have a law, like, as long as you don't steal something worth more than $950, like, you could just walk out with it. Because mm. they can't, like, you have to steal, like, at least $1,000 worth of stuff to be prosecuted. But even then, they'll just let you go, like, after taking you in, really. Cause so then crazy. They really just want to lock up people that are, like, committed, like, real, like, serious crimes. Because mm-hmm. um, the prison system is getting filled up. So they don't want to lock up everybody for doing petty crimes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, there are a lot of people in prison right now that probably shouldn't be in prison for like, like weed. A, yeah, like a lesser weed charge or something like that. And if you're constantly filling them up, I mean, you're going to run out of space eventually. So if you always had somebody like that stole a you know, candy bar or something like that, you lock them up and it's like, uh, I can put a rapist or a prisoner. I mean, um, you know, murder in, in that spot. Yeah, it's just a waste of like taxpayer money to lock up people for like petty crumbs. But man, they make a lot of because a lot of those jails are privatized. Yeah. So what? Are so it? that's where it's like it's it's a money pit. I mean, it's a it's a it's like a bank for them basically. You know, you got to think of all the clothing, the food. You know, they it's basically labor. Yeah, like uh, slave labor, basically. Yeah, because I mean, like when they were having those fires out in California, they were having the prisoners, the inmates, help out put there. out the fire. Yeah. Now, what do they get paid? I mean, do they get or do they get time off their sentence? So that's where the slave labor part comes from, maybe. They get paid, but it's like compared to someone working outside the prison system, like their pay is like literally like, nothing. Like cents. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be able to buy some commissary, I guess. That's crazy. Or just to get out of their cell, like they'd rather like be doing stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine being locked up, like not even if you're not in uh, solitary confinement, but just being locked up, like you can't. This is where you're at for the next whatever, you know, like. I started watching a show on Netflix the other day. It's called I'm a Killer, and it's about people, basically, the, how they killed people. And it's one, one of the first stories I saw, this guy was in prison. He's been in prison since, like, the 70s, Damn. late 70s or something. And uh, they put him in, um, it's like CM, I think it's what it's called, or something like that. But basically, you're locked down. They take away your TV. They take away all your, your possessions. You're locked away. For like 23 hours. And you get like six hours a week to work out. So you don't get any sun. So, you know, they say if you don't have any sun, it like starts affecting your mood. That's why a lot of people have like seasonal depression and stuff like that. And so the guy was like, I got to get off this CM or whatever it's called. And he's like, my only option is to go on a death row. Because if you go on death row, you're pretty much, you know, you're in a communal space. You know, you're living a better life. They say it's better food, which is so crazy to think like killing somebody is better off 
than living in the, you know, the 23 hours with no personal interaction or anything like that. But yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's just uh, human nature is just weird, man. Like, I don't know. What would, if you're on death row and they're about to kill you, one, how would you want to be killed? And two, what would be your um, last meal? You probably get like two options now. Probably like the injection. The lethal injection? Yeah, Yeah, lethal injection and probably like the electric Electric chair. Well, no, some guy, I just saw this, uh, some guy chose firing squad as his way. They still do that to this day? (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what, yeah, I was like, that's crazy. But yeah, I don't think I would choose fire. I think I would no. do lethal injection. Yeah, yeah that way you just—I mean, yeah, it's going to be violent when you when everything hits your, you know, into your blood and stuff, whatever. But what do you know what's in that stuff? That I'm not sure. Probably like cyanide or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I've, I've seen shows where like they actually did some uh, did lethal injection. Like you kind of start seizing and stuff, but it oh, won't last really? for. It looks violent, but they said that it's the most humane way to like kill somebody. Because yeah. you don't really feel anything, but it looks violent. Because have you strapped down and you're like kind of seizing up? Your body's like, what the fuck is happening? Your body's trying to survive and it's it's being killed. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. a it's a, I don't know, but that's a pretty good show. I think it's called I'm a Killer or something. It's like two seasons. How do you find these shows? You just see it like in the queue or something? Like it was the... one of the first ones that came up. It was like a suggested thing. Because mm. I watched um, what else did I watch? When, I watched, when, when do you watch this stuff? Sometimes when I get done. Oh, okay. I mean, like when I get done, is I still have to unwind. Yeah, because you. Oh, yeah, you only get done at eight thirty. Yeah. So, see, I'm always wondering. He's always saying he's watching these shows. I'm like, when the fuck do you watch these shows? Because like, you know, by the time I'm in bed, I'm asleep. You know, and like, I, I mean, I must be watching it then. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? So, what's the best show you watched? Hmm. I don't know. Um, that I'm a killer one's pretty good, but like I've watched like the oh I watched this thing called Bad Vegan. Yeah, have you seen that or heard about it? I started, I fell asleep. My wife finished the whole thing. It's Whoa. very interesting because like this chick, she's like this well known mm-hmm. vegan person in New York City. She has this restaurant that they it's all raw vegan, like they don't cook anything. And like Howard Stern, all these celebrities went there, or whatever at the time. This is like in the '90s and late 2000s or early 2000s. And she ends up like dating this guy, and the guy is kind of like a uh, an Anna Delvey or like a uh, what is his name Simon, the guy the Simon Levine or the, oh a, a consta a conars yeah and like he's like telling her that he can make her her dog live forever and that he's like from some other place and she said he was like those, an alien or something yeah, yeah. And, they, and she starts <laughs> believing the shit man it's just like that whole stockholm syndrome thing like you start believing what your captors telling you and they end up running off to like chattanooga or something like that and that's when she got busted because he ordered like a pizza yeah. and mm. you know she's a vegan and so the whole headline was like a vegan got caught ordering pizza but it wasn't her ordering the pizza it was him that got caught ordering the pizza yeah and they were like embezzling money from like her their, restaurant yeah the restaurant yeah. her employees and all this other shit that one's pretty interesting what is this called I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this today bad vegan bad vegan so like this is the, is this the same lady that you just said she got caught and then she had to go on like on her instagram and like apologize to her followers and like she's like a really big into the vegan that. scene right I don't know about There was like that one vegan person. Else. Yeah, bad vegan. Because like I said, this was like early 2000s. This is probably before Instagram really became popular oh, before okay. she uh, got caught. So, Carl. Oh, no, it's like 2016, 2000. I don't know. 
I'll just watch it. It might be the same one. Um, so first off, happy five year anniversary to you and your wife. Thanks. Uh, it. I watched that video and I didn't think that was your wife or you in that video. I was like, who is this? Is this like his family member or something? Yeah. Like, what is the video? Okay. So he, it's like a video he made. It's, of, like, it's like a reel yeah. of like how he looked like when we first, uh, when we got married, uh, we got married at the courthouse in Bartlett. And we look like two totally different people. Like when I look back on it, because I was uh, probably two sixty five, two seventy at that point. Are you serious? Wow! Yeah. Like I got as low as some one eighty during quarantine because all I did was work out because I kept getting called off work. Yeah. Like right now I'm at probably two two oh five, but like I packed on a lot of muscle, and then I've been taking some creatine, so I've been like storing water weight. That's insane, man. Yeah, you want to see the video? Sure. Uh, it's. I mean, it's. That's what I like about reels. It's like you know it. It's like one minute, right? Yeah. Or whatever. But like, yeah, I'll pull it up. So what started your journey? Well, like I've been doing different diets. Like I would gain weight, lose weight, and never really be able to kind of keep up with it because I'd get comfortable and never really look at it as a lifestyle change. And then finally now, like I found something that actually works for me where I could actually keep up with it to where I can easily maintain my diet by just avoiding like carbs or fruits or whatever. But right now, like I'm carb cycling. There are just days where I'll take some carbs, especially like if I'm going to like lift heavy the following day. Yeah. Cause I feel a lot stronger with carbs. But when we first started, we were like super strict counting everything with a carb manager app and tracking everything we ate and then did the whole uh, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is obviously I'm not doing anything right now, but like, you know, that's where it's at. Why are you looking at me like that, man? What the fuck? No, but like, that's where it's at. Like, because I feel really good having my meals like in that window yeah. and then being done for the day. So you, so what I was doing like when I was really in my stride, like I would wait until I got home from work. That's impressive, man. Dude. Yeah. Like I would wait till I got home from work and then have my one. So my one meal was pretty much all my calories for the day, yeah. you know? So you're doing OMAD. Yeah. Day, so yeah. I was like, I was just eating that for my one, it, I would break my fast like about 23 and a half hours or 24 hours. And it'd be, you know, I'd either make like, um, you know what Slim Thin Foods is or something like that? It's a brand. Yeah. They make pizza crust and all like bread and stuff, the keto bread. I would make a pizza every day and, you know, I would eat that and I'd be, I'd be, I, sometimes I couldn't even finish it all because I was so full, you know? But like, I, that's why I love intermittent fasting, man. It's just like, I'm in love with it. Why aren't you doing it now? I mean, the last three or four podcasts. We've hey, had, hey, 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 hey! This is about <laughs> Carl, not me. No, let's let's not let's not sidetrack to me. This, we have a guest. I understand this, but it's on topic. He's talking about how he did something, and then you're ta- always talking about. He's always like, "Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this," and he always tells the people that we talk to, oh, "I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow." Tomorrow's not guaranteed, my friend. I do. I have had a lot of excuses the past like two and a half weeks. Your whole life is full of excuses. You know what, man? We have a guest. <laughs> Let's talk to our guest. He might be able to be a voice of reason. Well, sometimes you got to take a break, though, like to give your body some rest. And yeah. then you just can't like fall down a slippery slope and just let yourself go again. That's the main thing. I think Raul's problem is he's all or nothing. Like with anything, like even like drinking. Like if we go out, he's just like either he's going to not drink or he's going to get fucked up. And like his whole thing with working out is like he's like hundred days straight working out or three months or four months without working out. 
So you just got to have some type of balance. Like life's all about balance. Like you, like even in your video, I saw y'all were enjoying coastal. Yeah. You know, like you have to have some kind of like yeah, pleasures sure. in life. I mean, cause life's so brief, man. Like yeah. why, if you're only regimented all the time, you're, that's not fun. You're going to really not. That's how know. a lot of people fall off their diets because they don't give their, um, like take a break from it and enjoy life and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. When are you going to officially start on Ben's program? Monday. One hundred percent. See, you believe me, and I appreciate you believing me. His little fuck right here doesn't believe. <laughs> but me you just did. said that on the other podcast. I did with say, Kayla. Tony, and then you know I had life happen on my job, and you know, oh god, I've been saying a couple bless. L's lately. You what know? are these? What are these L's that you mention of? I'm not really sure. So I've had one I L. The, I said to Polly, and he's like, "What else?" <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Laugh it up, Polly. Laugh it up. I laughed. Um, but no, like, you know, I didn't get the job. Big deal. You know, you I'm, still have a job. Yeah, I know. But I wanted to be a manager, so I got to yell at people. For what? Are, would you ever? Are you a manager at your place? No. Would I, you want to be a manager? No, I try to avoid that. At, yeah, like, as much as possible. I don't want any more uh, responsibilities. Exactly. It's like shit rolls downhill, man. Like being a manager, they're gonna come to you. It's gonna be stressful. You talk about stress eating for your fucking job right now. <laughs> Imagine you would be if you were a manager. I haven't done it in a while, but I'm just saying that. But I do do that. Though. That would be a thing, like. They're, especially if you're doing non-alcoholic beer and these people aren't fucking selling this shit, who are they going to come down on, them or you? So he's talking about, like, not like Bex and A and stuff like that. He's actually talking about, like, Ghost, C4, yeah. and all that stuff when he says non-alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, they're, they're going to come to me, 100%. And, you know, I was talking to my boss today, my direct boss. He was like, you know, um, he because I ran into one of my stores, he was kind of like, so tell me how I went. Tell me about your interview. You know, I was like, oh, it went really good. You know, Clay and Pino both said that they were, you know, they liked what I was saying. And um, I thought I was really in. And then they had two more or four more candidates after me. And then uh, I don't know what order our, the guy that won was, I mean, got the job was, but like, you know, uh, he just has, he just had more management experience and, you know, that's it. That, so, but yeah, I wouldn't consider that an L man. They yeah. I did you in favor. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, that's what you got to look at life. Like, it's not always everything's not always a bad thing. It's just like a teaching lesson. No, yeah. Like you said on my in that post, you know, like you commented on like, but like, you're right. It's, you know, it's a lesson. Just because I didn't get this one, that doesn't mean I might not be able to get the next op- opportunity that arises at the company. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, if, if I wanted that, that that's your. Or it could be something like, hey, I need to put more effort instead of this job into my personal stuff. Yeah. You know. No, that's true. Because sometimes I do put I, I do put a lot into the work sometimes, and not enough on like other stuff. You know, yeah. like sometimes I'll just come home straight from work, uh, eat something, and then just go to like go to my room and just chill and do it the next day. You know, it's like I didn't even have like a night to like hang out or anything. It's and, Groundhog Day. Yeah, you know, like I said, these jobs, man. Like it's nice having a job. Obviously, we need money yeah, for sure. to work. But you also have to have like work life, like balance is the whole thing, work life balance. Because, like, even a lot of the people were getting burned out during the pandemic. Yeah, I was. You know, because, like, since I've been working from home, I feel like I don't have a separation. Yeah, you, know? you don't have your uh, your private life and your work life because it's all in one place yeah. that you're doing it at. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, you have to enjoy this time man because like that's like even like last year at all i didn't get to go anywhere at all out of town and that's not normal we usually go somewhere yeah we it might be something small but we do he didn't go with the, we went to, i went to florida was that last year i went to florida with john mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. yeah 
And something, well, hey, you want to come with us? And he's like, I'm on call that week or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, so like this year, I'm like, no. Like we went to Miami, then we went to uh, Nashville. Nashville last weekend. So it's just like you got to you gotta do stuff for yourself. You yeah. have to reset because you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're constantly just hustling for somebody else. You know, yeah. there's no point of wanting things in life if you can't enjoy it. Yeah. You know. Do you have any trips you and your wife planned? Not currently. Probably thinking of going to uh, Florida like in the summertime. We were supposed to go to New Orleans the other a uh, couple weeks ago, but I had to uh, work. Yeah, New Orleans is fun. I love New Orleans. We used to go all the time until uh, COVID happened. Yeah, that place is uh, it's a it's it's so close too, man. Like I would like when I was younger, I don't know why I didn't go there more. I went later, like in my twenties and thirties, but like I wish I would have experienced it a little bit more. You know, especially before like Katrina and stuff like that. But it's a fun, it's a fun, quick trip. And it's good food down there. Yeah, for sure. Has it rebounded from Katrina? You guys think? Because I didn't have it went until Katrina, after. Yes, after but Katrina. I don't. I don't think from well, COVID. certain certain districts it hasn't like where it's still like nobody's really rebuilt that part. Yeah. Well, I heard a lot of people that like live in was the Ninth Ward. That's what got hit. Yeah, that's by the one Katrina. That, that's that Spike Lee um, documentary on HBO that they made that he directed and made for HBO. It was like when the levees broke, and they're like. Did you know the whole thing is? Did they want the black people out of New Orleans by? Did they intentionally flood the the ninth, the eighth and ninth, and one other district? I think I can't remember which one it was. And those are predominantly African American uh, districts. And yeah. did they want them to come up or wherever? Because then I heard, I don't know if it was the same documentary, it might be a different one. But <clears throat> companies went in and bought people's house like on the spot. Hey, we'll give you this to sign the. You know, they had the paperwork already drawn up. Like you know, they were going there to buy everything up. I don't know. I mean, that's most places. I mean, San Francisco is a perfect example. Yeah. Like, it was gentrified the fuck out of it, man. Like, and now look at it, you know, and you can kind of see they're doing that here in Memphis, too, you know, certain areas. So, I mean, it's just. Yeah. Over here on Broad, uh, when you go down Sam Cooper and Dennis, the, the, the Overton Park, you know, all those, um, what do they call Con- Not condos, but. Apartments they're building, which, yeah, I guess they are condos, like on Broad Avenue. 10, 15 years ago, on all the stuff they're doing on Tillman, all the stuff they're doing on Broad, like by the, by the shops and stuff like that. 10 years ago, that was just a ghost town because there was so much crime right there. And then they started building one little apartment, right? One, one house and another house and another house. Like, you know, they started redoing all the housing, like right there off of Broad. And now it's... They're building like some big ass thing on Broadway right across from like uh, Broadway Pizza and all that stuff, all those shops. Who's going to live there? You know, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. And, you know, they're just going to keep on pushing up, up, up Tillman like this way, all the way to Poplar. Eventually, it's going to be, you're going to be like you just said. Gentrified. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, why did you choose keto when you first started working out? Well, uh, one of my coworkers actually, well, my wife was trying to get me to do it. She was doing Weight Watchers and she was talking about keto and I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, just brushing it off. And then one of my coworkers, like, I would work with her every now and then. Then out of like nowhere, I saw her and she just changed, like, like mm-hmm. lost a crazy amount of weight after two or three weeks. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm doing the keto diet. And she was telling me about it. She's the one that really got me started. She started at like 350, 370 oh, with wow. three kids. And working as a nurse, 
and she was able to get down to the lowest was I believe one seventy five. Damn. She's like five nine, five ten, but she was like three fifty. She looked like a whole nother person. Damn. So like seeing somebody actually do it and having three kids and working like that like gave me motivation. Like I don't have kids. I like I should be able to do this easy. Mm-hmm. And that's really what got me started. And she, I called her like my keto guru. So every time I had a question, I would just ask her, and she put me on like supplements, like uh, that'll get your ketones up and stuff like that. Uh, what is that MCT oil? Do you use that? Uh, I did at one point, but it was just too many calories. Yeah, like I've I used it like you're supposed to in a little table, uh, either either tablespoon or teaspoon, and mix it with water. Your way you cooking or something like that, yeah. dude. It gave me number two all the time, yeah. man. I was like, what the fuck? Why I gotta go to number two? Like straight up, like after like an hour of taking it, I'm like, I've got to poop. And I didn't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, that's why I still have it in the pantry right here. I mean, not the pantry, but the little c- cupboard right there. I was like, man, fuck that shit, man. But yeah, I was talking to Mark um, yesterday or something, and he was telling me that you helped him out a lot with when he was doing keto and stuff like that too. Yeah. In the very beginning, because you know, I've, I have a picture of Mark and I from Shelby Farms, and you know, this is when Mark first started, ex- you know, getting getting in shape and stuff, and. Like he's he if you put if someone hasn't seen Mark in a long time they're not gonna know that's Mark no. obviously I don't I don't believe at least you know it was just crazy how much he's and he's so focused and dedicated to it just like you are yeah for sure like he actually got me motivated again because I kind of started slacking off and then seeing him like like get even like way lower than I was and he got to his goal way before his uh he wanted to get to like. 170, 165 for his like 50th birthday. And he yeah, they went go to, like a couple months early. Yeah, he was going to uh, Belize. Yeah, Belize. Belize yeah. yeah, him and his wife. And he was like, I got this goal weight. I want to be this. And I was like, I, and you know, he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and then we started working out together and I kind of stopped and he kept on going and I started again and he never stopped. You know, it's kind of like, and you know, now here he is. He's just fucking strong as shit and, you know, yep. fucking short shorts and there he is. So what's up with all your tattoos? Which one means the most to you? I don't know. I got too many, but like, <laughs> uh, I guess my chest piece. It's uh, it's basically like the San Francisco skyline with a heart. I'll just show you guys. Oh, oh nice, cool, man. So like, it's uh by an uh, artist in San Francisco, and then I just like the uh, like the picture, and I had my uh, tattoo artist like tattooing on me. Kind of reminds me of uh. Like, just home, basically. Yeah. But every time I go back, it's not the same anymore. So I just try to remember it for from how mm. I remember it. Mm. What, how did you get into nursing? Like, I actually didn't. Like, if you told me I'm going to be a nurse, like, back when I was in high school, I'd probably laugh in your face because, like, I had no intention to be a nurse. I just have a lot of uh, relatives that are, like, in the medical field, nurses, doctors, or, like, um, just doing something in the medical field. And it's just, like, a Filipino thing. It's either you're going to do nursing or be a doctor, do something like, or work at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to get the post office. I'd rather do that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> tell us, tell us what like a day was or like, yeah, a day during the peak of COVID for you guys working at the hospitals. Like when it first started, like the hospitals weren't really that full. It was when Delta like hit was when it was real bad. Because mm. like when COVID first started happening, we actually had a lot of empty beds because everybody was scared to come to the hospital if they weren't there for COVID, which was actually kind of nice because we, we had to close down some units because we concentrated every like everything in like one unit with all just COVID. 
and everybody else was scared to come to the hospital if they weren't really like dying or have have COVID or whatever because they were scared to catch it to go to the ER and then be exposed to somebody that has COVID. Wow, I remember when we, when it first when it first happened. You know, like I was, you know, wearing my mask, <clears throat> washing my hands every like after I left every store, I had a hand sanitizer in my car. I'd use, you know. Uh, and some of my stores I would have put like the little glow on, you know, like when I was working in them. And But now it's kind of like I'm kind of back to like, yeah, I'll, I'll go bowling and stick my hand in the ball and grab a piece of pizza at the same time. But I'm not going to do that without my hand sanitizer ever again. But I'm just saying like I've kind of slacked off with my math. Now, unless the, a, a particular store says, please wear a mask when entering or something, I have to respect that because my company wants us to. And I'm just not an yeah, asshole, sure. you know. Yeah. And like. But there's still people that would come in there with no mask, and the guy's like, hey, I'm not going to serve you unless you put your mask on. And he's like, what do you mean? Here's my money. Bye. And, you know, and, like, he's like, I'm not I'm not touching that. You're stealing. You take that. Well, you know what? It's a big – some people – now, the people that, that are asking you to wear your mask and stuff are, like, elder, like people that are older that, that are asking, like, some yeah. of the stores, you know, like – because they're still successful to it, right? Yeah. For sure. And, like, I just, I just respect what they say, and that's it. I mean, if I don't have to wear one, I wouldn't. But if like, if you require it, I'll do it. It's like when we went to the gym when the, when they reopened, and then like everybody had their mask on, right? And yeah. then slowly but slowly, one less person every time you went, but yeah. and then nobody, and then I was just now there's like one or two people that are still wear, and that's about it. Well, like living in Fayette County, like the gyms out there didn't never really required it, so that was kind of nice. Because like mm-hmm. I ended up going to ATC in Cordova one day, and I was just like. What? I didn't have a mask and I couldn't uh, work out because like, I didn't know that other counties like still required it. Yeah. It's just weird doing cardio with a mask on. You're sweating. It was hard, mask. man. It's like, you know, you got, you got the thing cover, yeah. covering your face like this and then you're huffing and puffing inside of it and just sweat. All your sweats is getting soaked into it. I remember one day, like I breathed really hard, inhaled, I mean, and like I sucked a bunch of sweat off my mat. I was like, I was like, oh was God. Gross. Yeah, exactly what y'all's faces were like right now. That's exactly what I was that that's that's what I was going through my head. It's like uh training with an elevation mask. Elevation training mask. Oh yeah, I see people have that. What is what is I there's a guy I see every now and then at the gym that has that. What does that do? Uh it's basically like it strengthens your lungs and your endurance. Kind of like when you um when basketball players like go to Denver, like it's the mile high, so it's the um, the elevation is different. So like the way you breathe is a little harder because you're higher up. Mm-hmm. So with that mask, and you train at higher elevation, when you're not wearing it, like you're endur- it helps with your endurance, your breathing, and it just so you can probably last longer than yeah. somebody that doesn't train in that elevation. Yeah, yeah. But do you need to wear the mask? Isn't it restricting your breathing? Yeah. Because there's like these little valves that like you can adjust that controls how much air comes in and out. Yeah. Because when you're in higher altitude, it's harder to breathe. Kind of like when people climb up Mount Everest and stuff like that, they gotta breathe a certain way or mm-hmm. like breathe slower, else uh, something happens. Oh, so you can you can gear the masks to make yeah. you use less. I mean, more oxygen. That way, when you have it off, it no, you, you would less oxygen. Yeah, less okay, oxygen. So, so then when you have it off, you're just, you're breathing. It's a lot you're easier for train. you. Ah. It's kind of like when uh, people train with like weighted vests or whatever mm-hmm. and they run with their ankle weights and when they take it off, they're a lot faster. Mm. I guess it's kind of like what Damien does with his deep diving where he goes down lower and you got to hold your breath for so long. Over time, your your lungs will start being able to, I guess, hold more air because it's going to, you're trying to survive basically. Yeah. 
So it'd be with the same thing, I guess, with the elevation. Like if you're restricting your breathing, you're controlling it, and your body starts adjusting to it. Because I know a lot of fighters, they'll go into like higher elevation places. So because you know you take a lot of endurance when you're in a fight. Yeah. And if you can have more cardio than the other guy, you're probably going to last longer. In yeah, the fight. for sure. It helps with endurance, basically. Yeah. I was telling my one of my friends, he does a lot of hiking, and uh, he lives in Colorado Springs, yeah. and um, he was telling me. It was like, this is when I was walking a lot and stuff like that. I may have made, may have made a post about, hey, where's somewhere fun that you can go that's close, to, like maybe like like a little mini like hill, like you know, decent size or something. And he was like, man, come out of uh, uh, <clears throat> come out of Denver or Colorado Springs. I got you. We can go all over. I was like, dude, I'm not. I can't climb up the elevation and you know because probably get lighted and fall or something. You didn't try. I didn't. But if I had the mask, I could train myself, right? <sighs> It's, I mean, you could probably go on Amazon and get the mask, man. You could go to Dick's. They got it. It's like 50 bucks. What other excuses do you have? Man. And they have different <laughs> sleeves, too. Give me give me a second. I got, I'll come up with some. Motherfucker loves excuses. And, and za. I told you I'm going to have the my folder. <laughs> things fuck, you don't finish. Fuck you. So, another congrats to you. You became a citizen. Yeah. Um. When you became a citizen, did you have to take a test? Yeah. Like well, how how hard? What it was because when I was when I was studying, when my parents were studying for it, it was I think it was a little different. It wasn't really necessarily a test. It was like in the interview they asked you some questions like about like, um, like who was like the first president. It was just like a, uh, basically like social studies questions, basically about uh, the U.S. Uh, like it could be history or just uh, like you had to study like about 100 questions and then they'll pick like three to five questions that they'll ask you in the oh interview. really so Damn. that's what they gave my parents they gave my parents like a packet that had like i think it was maybe a hundred or maybe a little bit more yeah and like one of the questions was what was the first 13 colonies yeah what was the first who was the first president you know stuff like that and of course me being in like in the grade school of that era like when that those questions at the right time like i could answer those you know like just looking them up in my, my book and stuff but like when they went, me and my brothers were minors, so we were able to go under them, you know? Yeah, you automatically, be, yeah. as long as you're under 18 and your parents uh, became U.S. citizens, you automatically become, became a citizen as well. Yeah. But How like, old were you when you moved over here? Um, what's it called? I was three or four, and then, like, we just never really did it until, like, I was older. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, most Americans probably couldn't answer those fucking questions. No, it's like you you see those shows where people are like those street people, like who was, how many countries are in Canada, like something like that, you know, or how many or, states are there in the United yeah, States, or people, and then the, the, some random dumb answers, right? But like, it's probably like that. Nobody really, who can answer these questions? I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the average person probably can't. No, like remember you asked me where Turkey was, and I was like. 2,000 miles away, you know, when I pointed to the map, like... But I'm saying, like, at least you don't live there. I'm talking about... Like, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, you know. So what's next on your, your workout plan? Uh, just try... Oh, to- hang on, I'm sorry. That picture you posted yesterday of your back? Yeah. How, what, what is the difference in those two? Because, like, the one that's current... Yeah. ...is, like, half the size, <laughs> like... Yeah. Did you just answer your own question? No, I said, "How? What's the time span?" Probably like about about a month. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll be checking his pics out. It way. sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can really tell is if you're making progress is by like taking pictures because you see yourself every day that you don't really know. Because like when I first started losing the weight, I would still, even till this day, I still have like body dysmorphia where I still see myself as my old self, like mm-hmm. the, like the way I move, like. Like especially like in my, I'm in a small room at work. I'm still moving a certain way because I think my butt or my stomach's gonna hit something. So I still like kind of move like in like making wide turns when I don't have to. Yeah, didn't Curtis say that too? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. You know, even when I was 200, not that long ago, like I just don't see my. And you never see it like that. You know, you don't see what other like your friends, like your good friends, will tell you. I mean, you look great or whatever. You yeah. know, and but like in your mind, you're still. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of work to do still, yeah. you know, like that's, that's uh, like in our minds, I should say. Because you're your own biggest like critic, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's just people in general, though. I mean, when every time somebody looks at there's a thing that I, I've talked about it before, but there was a thing where they had somebody describe what they look like and they described all their flaws yeah. that they saw. And then they had some stranger describe the person. They drew a picture of the person and the person looked beautiful in the picture. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You know, so. I wonder That's why true. that is that we're like our hardest that we hate I mean, ourselves. Like our, is like it our, because we hate ourselves or something or like, I mean, you're, you're, you're around yourself all the time. So you're going to notice stuff that other people don't notice. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's just like our you, people hate their sound, their own voice. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh man, I hate the way I sound. Cause like in your head, you're like, oh, I sound cool as fuck. And then you hear it on a recording. Like, oh, I will so tell you fun. this. So you remember the elevators in the Sheraton? By the air elevator that a mirror. Yeah. I took a mirror. I took a picture, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking good. I think I'm looking good. And I look at the picture like, ah, delete. <laughs> it's yeah. like, nah, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't post it because I like, it, I, I thought he didn't look good after I took the picture, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just humans, man. We're, we're just, we're all imperfect. So you just got to embrace it, man. So you guys say you live in uh, Fay County? Yeah. We live in Oakland. Why y'all live out there and live here and work here? Is that a lot of, a lot of driving and shit? Uh, from my house to work, it takes about it's about twenty three miles. It's, it actually takes like thirty five to forty minutes. We just like it better out there because it's a lot quieter. Uh, property tax is cheaper. It's not MLGW. It's uh, Chickasaw Electric. Like my electric bill isn't crazy high compared to like when I used to live out in Cordova. Yeah. Do they get their power from the from um, not the because TVA. we get ours from TVA, right? Yeah. That's what's always so high. Is that do they get it from somebody different, or is it just because it's a different county that's cheaper? That I'm not sure, but um, because yeah. I saw that MLGW is fighting to try to hold on to TVA, but like the, somebody inside the city council is like, no, we're voting for breaking away from the TVA or something like that, so the people can become cheaper. Interesting. Now, because out there in Fayette County, like it's not. With MLG, they did uh, Memphis Light Gas and Water. Our water bill is through Oakland. Our gas is through Somerville. And our electric is through Chickasaw. But even if you add it all together, it's still cheaper than if uh, we had MLGW. Do you have a lot of land? We have like 1.5 acres or something like that. My buddy Barry lives out there. And um, he they used to live in Olive Branch or South Haven, one of the two. And the house was like shotgun houses where they're all so close to each other and yeah. stuff like that. And he, you know, he didn't want that. And like they went out there and I think his closest, well now it's a little different because you know, they're building around him and stuff. Yeah. But before his closest neighbor was like, maybe like you could see a house like way down the fucking, you know, yeah. like now it's like 
becoming like a city out there, but I don't know. What do you, do you have a, like a five-year plan? Cause you're young. You're 32, right? 33. 33. Five-year plan. Oh, like, do you know what you want to do? Do you want to stay in being a nurse or like, you know? Well, I'm trying to find a way outside like the hospital setting. Uh, so I'm just, what's it called? Actually, like, I'm actually working for my friend Gina. Um, we're doing uh, the Activate uh, IV uh, Hydration. Tall Gina? In- yeah. Indian Gina? Yeah, in cryotherapy, yeah. Holy shit, I'm sick. <laughs> Such a small world. Yeah, she, I was telling her about it uh, the other day. They're like, hey, I'm about to be on y'all's podcast. She was like, yeah, I know uh, Rahul and uh, Tony. And I was like, yeah, they're my good friends. Yeah, she came over here to get a sweater one day, and she brought up, drop up the pamphlet of her uh her uh, her business, yeah. yeah. It's opening up in uh, the Lake District in Lakeland. Oh, okay. Isn't that your territory? Yeah. So, like, you know where they put the, um, what is the bicycle one called? Cycle bar? Yeah, cycle bar. So, so use the Exxon, right? Yeah. And the cycle, and then the Lake District is all behind this, right? Yeah. Like, that Starbucks is here, and then that first little thing right there has the cycle bar. It's going next to cycle bar, right? I think so, there's yeah. couple, there's yeah, couple yeah, empty, right there, yeah. There's a couple empty bays right there. Yeah. When she, when she was saying, uh, Tony told me Lake District, I was like, it's got to be right next to the cycle bar because then you just get people going to cycle bar and then cryo cycle or, you know, whichever one they want to do it. Yeah. But they finally started building all the houses out in the backside. So, like, when you're, you know, that little thing that glows at night. Yeah. On, by the Lake District. And you're going down the interstate. If you look, here's that little glowing thing. If you look, like, right there, um, you can see them building, like, the apartments and condos and houses. Or not houses, but apartments and mixed use and all that shit back there now. So what all services are y'all going to offer? Uh, what's it called? We have the IV hydration. We're doing mobile services for that right now because uh, the store is still under construction because yeah. uh, the permits and stuff is taking a while. So hopefully it should be Music done. Fest. Yeah. Um, so we do the IV hydration. We could add different like vitamins and stuff like that, like vitamin B12, D3. Um, we could add like like some fat burners into it, mm. the cryotherapy. And then we do the, like, the normal tech, which is those sleeves that go on your legs where um, – it's supposed to like massage it. See, oh like, yeah, I've seen yeah. Those. Is that yeah. like some basketball players like yeah. do it all the time with their legs or runners? Is it the black like yeah the, the black the sleeves? Black, yeah. Oh okay. And huh. so in the cryo is where you get in and take your clothes off where you put the gloves on. Yeah, and I think your head is exposed. So yeah, you, it's just your body like that's like it's basically like taking an ice bath but without having to like be wet. It's just yeah. like cold air, just for recovery. Yeah. And so, what's your uh, job there? I start IVs and like run the uh, IV hydration part of it. Okay, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So you have to I want to get in this uh, cryo thing. Yeah, that's what I want to do too. Because I know they used to have one over here. They had one in Cordova. You remember too. Nick went to it? Yeah, I remember Nick I used to go to like Nick and our Polly went. Yeah, and they had like even a, a float tank there too. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. What's a deprivation chamber? That's the float tank. Yeah, oh, that's the float oh, tank because okay. it's real dark yeah. and it kind of like uh, simulates being in the womb, like when you're like. Your yeah, because then yeah. the, the water is the same temperature as your body, yeah. correct? Yeah. And that's why you float. Yeah. So interesting, man. Maybe it would center you. So what is the benefit from the cryo? I'm really interested in that now. It's recovery. It's recovery. It's like taking an ice bath, but without having to be wet and stuff. It's just. It's, it's like just, when I, like all those fighters after they, because it's in for like lactic acid and yeah. stuff like that in your muscles. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to do it, Tony? I would try it. Once, I mean, I don't know if I like it, but I would try it. It's interesting. What about a liquid IV? 
Ricky Hung over really dead. Yeah, does that really help out a lot? Have you tried it yeah, once you've, sure. uh, have you, I don't know, do you drink? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, because uh, if you don't want to drink like Gatorade or Pedialyte and stuff like that, like, how long does it usually take for the whole drip to go through your system? An hour or less. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're feeling good again after yeah, an hour. Yeah. Because I remember when we had, I think, one of the last years of Barbecue Fest. Yeah. So yours, the la- our tent, there was like a little people from, I think it was like men's, Atlas Men's or something like that, one of, something like that. They were over here, and they had like IVs, like, they had like a little booth, you know? Mm-hmm. And they had like people hooked up with like the, what, you do, what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I saw bullshit, man. I saw it in people's heads. This drink's a fucking Gatorade. The guy was like, no. So, like, one of my buddies did it. Yeah. He's like, no. That's still going to be, you're still going to need some hours later yeah, on. Because your body has to absorb yeah. it. But this goes straight into your uh, your um, your IV. Your body absorbs it real fast. Mm. And you actually, like, feel a difference right away. That's So, it's awesome. like Pedialyte on steroids. Yeah, because like, uh, they did, um, the other day, Gina was telling me they did a mobile one. And... An hour later, the uh, the client that we had, she was saying like, "I'm jumping all over the place" because she had the uh, uh, the bag of IV, and then we um, they put some uh, vitamin B12 in it, which was supposed to help with energy and whatnot. And then she just like felt revived after like drinking the night before. Now, doesn't Gina? Isn't her friend has like a franchise of these or something? Yeah, uh, the other two locations is in Georgia, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and then this is gonna be the third location of the same. Uh, company i guess interesting yeah when i saw she, i posted something and she's like hey uh, i want one of the shirts and i was like okay i'll get you one and she's like i got a company and i want to give you our hoodies or whatever and she's yet to give us a hoodie actually. i was gonna say where's your hoodie how <laughs> 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 you could see you on a trade i mean and, <laughs> and that bitch didn't take a picture i told her i said i need a picture of you wearing our you hoodie, know, and she didn't do it i got beef with people about that okay like if i gave you a hoodie yeah. which i am if, if, I don't know if I have what. What are you like? A medium? Uh, I like wearing bigger hoodies. So large, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'll see if I have one. I'll, I'll give right. you one, and then you're going to send me the picture so I can yeah. do my shit, right? My yeah. posting and stuff, right? People, if I spend my hard money on giving you something, please, please give me my picture. Yeah. Like you know, I, I appreciate it. You know, I get it. You, no, let me take this back. Now there is some people that have told me, hey, look. I don't like taking pictures of myself, so you know, I guys are cool. So let me let me start there. But other people that are always taking selfies, like yeah. and shit, especially Gina. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's always on Snapchat. Yeah. Like, dude, send me the pictures, man. Like, you know, I spend money on that. Like, we don't have a fucking printing press upstairs making yeah. t-shirts shirts for us, you know. But um, that's that's I, my grievance is on that, and I'm, now I'm good. I feel better. So when you what you what was your question you asked him about the when he first lost weight and he saw himself differently, were you still trying to dress in your older clothes yeah. at first? Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't like my wife was telling me like, you got to buy new clothes. Yeah. Cause I still felt a certain way to where like, I was scared to get rid of my big clothes. Cause I've always like gone back and forth from like losing some weight and then end up gaining it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always wanted to keep it. But yeah. then now I've actually like donated it, got rid of it, so there's no turning back for me. Uh, That's awesome. But it's like you know, I did that, and my mom's like, so when I lost all the weight originally back in 2010, you know, by 2010 I was like 185 ish, and she's like, well, what are you going to do all this stuff? I was like, let's leave it there. You know, it's from when I was young and shit. And she's like, okay. And if you walk in my parents' house. Stuff is still the same. Like, you know, they've updated some, like, appliances and shit, you know, but, like, a lot of stuff 
still the same. It's still the same. Like, you know, my dress, like the dresser's there and yeah. stuff, my dresser. Um, it, it And the, if you open my brother's closet, like, my old clothes are all hanging in there. And if you open my closet, some of my old clothes are still hanging in there. Like, they're just like, you know, they just don't get rid of shit. But it's like, now I don't need it. And I, I was over there earlier. I was like, uh, I'm gonna keep that. I'm just gonna leave it alone. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't know why. I just don't want to. Well, you're just kind of sentimental about it. Yeah. Just, but it's kind of good to try on your old stuff to see a big difference of where you were. And yeah. That's what I did. Like, I, uh, my wife and I recreated our wedding photo where I wore. We wore exactly the same stuff. Oh, it was like okay. super loose. It was just like hanging off of us. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like that blue. Um, what's that store in the mall? Structure? No, Express. Mm-hmm. That blue shirt, remember I had? Oh, yeah. So I found it a couple months ago, and I put it on, and it fit again. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't get rid of this. So I'm moving But it's on. not your bigger clothes. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but, I, you know, we're talking about old clothes. But we're talking about bigger clothes. Yeah. And then when I cleaned my closet out a couple, like, what, last summer? Dude, I had, like, 30 bags of clothes coming out of one little closet. Like, I had jeans that were, like, size 50 or 48 and shit. I'm like, what am I? Jeans stack, like, five foot tall just all the way. I'm like, Tony's like, what the fuck is going on in here? I do that shit everywhere. And it took me, like, three days to get it, like, to actually take it to the the goodwill. I didn't want to get rid of my stuff, man. You got to move forward, man. You're living in the past. Now you're right. Yeah, that's one thing I had to learn how to do, especially watching that one, uh, that documentary on Netflix, like that that Japanese lady that like teaches you how to let stuff go. Oh my god! What is this now? You t- oh, she she teaches she's like um, yeah. This doesn't bring me joy, and you like you thank the clothes for what it did for you, and you let it go. If it like if it's something you haven't used in the last six months, like you just wow, get rid of it. Um, yeah. She like she like declutters people's homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what she dude, does. I forgot the name of the lady of the show. Okay, but dude, it's. She just walks in there and, okay, she looks around. She assesses, like, I'm sorry, assesses, like, what she's going to do and stuff. Like, okay, and then they show, like, the before, you know, and then it's, like, after. Mm. And people walk in, they're, like, crying because it's, their house looked cramped and now they have all this space and stuff again, you know? So they're basically, like, mini hoarders but not, like, insane hoarders? Oh, tidying up with uh, Marie Kondo. Yeah. Okay. I have to look for this now. Dude, you would love it. Like as simple as it, as you keep your air, you know, your your room and shit, you know, yeah. like neat, organized, and everything is like like that, and you know, everything has a space and stuff. Yeah, she's teaching you basically to be a minimalist. Mm. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a good thing because I mean, somebody else could use that stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah, and you know, when I was at when I helped <clears throat> when I went down to Saint George's Church, I think it's Saint George's. What's the one downtown where Mark are married? I don't know. Uh, well, anyways, the church that does, they feed every day. Yeah. Except um, from like 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. And, you know, had I known before we started Sunday's Finest that bigger size clothing is a need because, you know, most people are like normal size and stuff. I would have taken all that shit down there. Yeah. But I just took it to the little Goodwill across the street from us. But like. They're like, yeah, bigger size jackets, shirts, underwear, you know, clothes, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like Paulie sent me some of his stuff. Since he's lost all his weight, he said he's going to ship it out. So. Oh, nice. So, is your wife who start losing weight first? You or your wife? 
She did. Uh, she was doing like Weight Watchers and some other stuff. Because before that, like uh, I've always been going to the gym, mm-hmm. and I just forgot that you can't outwork a bad diet. And yeah. Just yeah. going to the gym kind of prevented me from getting super obese. It just basically. maintained yeah. you pretty much. It kind yeah. of slowed down the process because I would work out hard, and at the same time, I would eat hard too and like <laughs> eat all kinds of crap. Yeah. So it kind of just canceled out my workout, really. I got you. But yeah, she was like trying to. Um, lose weight and get healthier she was on weight watchers and started uh she lost probably like 60 pounds or whatnot before that and then i started she she got me into it because it's a lot easier to uh what do you call it when you're both on a diet and yeah. you know the same thing because if one person's not you have like junk food somewhere so it kind of yeah. makes it harder on the other person mm-hmm. so when you finally got on the same page and made it easier because we were both eating the same food that's kind of like what jessica said on monday about having like an accountability partner. Yeah, I remember like her husband and she, husband they eat the same stuff as she yeah. does. They, they, and then she just makes it the way she likes it, and they enjoy it too. But yeah, because like, I imagine if you're like somebody is like off, or just like even, not even diet. Like say you're an alcoholic or drug yeah. user, mm-hmm. and you have somebody that's doing this around you. You're going to be tempted with yeah. that shit. You know, it's kind of like you know, like you just said, you if you're in the program for AA and your partner drinks, how does that work? Because it's always going to be around, around you. you or like in a restaurant and whatever. But like, I think it's kind of, I mean, I guess it's not like they can do whatever they want to do. But I think if you love somebody enough, you probably wouldn't want to bring that stuff into your home at least. Yeah. You know, like at least eat it out. Like they even say like even junk food. Like if you're going to eat junk on your own diet, eat it outside your home. Don't bring it home yeah. with you. You know, just have it into the meal and be done with it. Like that two hour window, like I was talking about. Oh, just, yeah. You know. <clears throat> who 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 came up with that one? The two hour window thing. Uh first time I heard it was Dolce. Like mm. Dolce talked about it, but I mean I'm sure it's just I mean, even like Daniel and them talk Daniel and Nathan in their program. Um, it's like you have a certain, Oh cheat window? Yeah, it's a certain oh, window. Okay. Not like a full day. Because, like, if you have a full day, sometimes people will eat excessive well, yeah, amounts like of calories and stuff. You know, like, oh, yeah, like, if you if you lose a pound, you know, that's, we all know it's 3,500 calories, right? Mm-hmm. If you eat seven, 8,000 worth of shit that one day, you know, you're drinking, you're eating, like, a couple times a day, it's going to add up really fast. And then whatever you – you just lost your gains, right, yeah. from the one day of, you know, your, your – Well, who was it was even saying um, – was it Curtis – I can't remember. Somebody was saying like when you you're in keto, and then like you fuck up for the or maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it knocks you out of ketosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like takes a while to even get back on. Then yeah, when you try to get back on, it was Ben. Oh, it was, it was Ben. ben. Uh, yeah, you go through keto flu all over again. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, you know that it takes about two, two sometimes three days. You know, just depends how much carbs you have in your body. But once you get under your, you know, and then you get into ketosis, it's one little. Thing above 25 net carbs you're out yeah you know like it doesn't matter if you just have one little piece of that candy you might as well find you should try to find a sugar-free candy you yeah. know like a chocolate or something because that's you can work that into your um your macros your macros yeah for your keto like everything is a science but at the end of the day it's this calorie deficit right yeah but, any diet works as long as it's a, a caloric deficit but you just have to find one that works for you Cause like I've had people ask me like, "Hey, what'd you do?" And I would tell them and like, "Oh, I can't do that. Like, I like bread too much, or pasta's life, or whatever. Or I like fruit." Because they're like, "Can you eat fruit?" I was like, "Yeah, you can, but it's just like the berries, like blueberries, blackberries, Blueberry, yeah. and it has to be like portioned out." 
because eating too much of it will like knock you out of ketosis because of the sugar and the carbs in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, when people say they can't do something, it's like you can do what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, we do shit all time that we don't want to do. Like I said, we were talking about working. Earlier. Yeah. Most of us don't want to work <laughs> I'm to survive, you. but I'm, I mean, you're going to do it to get by in life. Yeah. So it's just like, what's most important to you? I saw something one time. Somebody's like, instead of saying I can't do it, say it's not that important to me right now. Yeah. Because once you put it in words like that, then it becomes like a, oh, wait, it's me that's stopping myself yeah. from doing You're your something. biggest like enemy, basically. Yeah. You're the only one that's like blocking you from achieving whatever it is you want to do because you're doubting yourself or you overthink things or making it like difficult, like what it should be, really. Because yeah, I know like a lot of times people will try to use like outside influences like, oh, man, what is my family going to think? What is my friend? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like you're the one that's got to live with yourself. Like, do you want to be like unhealthy and have these health problems that are going to affect you long term later on in life? Like most of us don't want that kind of stuff. Like they talk about like the most expensive thing to a man in the desert is water, yeah. not money. You know, because like it's like the survival, like what are you going to need to survive? And if you're not taking care of your health, I mean, there's no point of having nice things. Yeah. Now, like I always bring back Steve Jobs. He was the one of the most wealthiest people in America and cancer took him out and none of his money could stop from that from happening. Yeah, that's just, you know. We only get the one chance with the health, you know, yeah. like, so you got, I guess we need to do the best we can. And I think once you start getting older, you realize how like time is slipping away from you. Yeah. It's going by a lot faster. Yeah. Like I always say, I think once you get done with high school, time Dude. just blasts by because you don't have anything to look forward to. No. Cause Bro. everything is pretty much groundhog day. Yeah. You know, you get work, up, you go to work and then, you know, you do bullshit. Like, if there's a trip coming up, that seems like, okay, that's because that's a, a goal you're looking forward to. Other than that, you know, what else is there? So that's why I go back to. I think life's more than just a little rat race that we're all fucking doing every yeah. day. It's like when we were going to Nashville last weekend, like Monday, Tuesday went by, you know, pretty fast, you know, because it's the routine. And then Wednesday just drug on. Thursday took forever. And then Friday, I was like, man, fuck, like. Damn, it's already fucking 11. I just got a couple more accounts. I was like, you know what the hell, man? I need to be home by 12 so we can go. God, and it's already a week later. Yeah. yeah. And now we're Friday. Because where, where were we at at this time? Oh, this is when we were going to the stage, right? Or something like that. I think we were at that vegan place. Oh, okay. This time. But like, it was just, you know, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was in Nashville for the first time with my work, you know? Like, and this is crazy. So do you ever go back to the Philippines? I haven't since I actually went to school in the Philippines for nursing. That's where I actually graduated from. And I graduated back in, I think, 2011. I haven't been back ever since. What's it like over there? The city is like pretty much like everywhere else. Like it's just overpopulated. Mm -hmm. Like it is a third world country. There are places where they have no running water and stuff like that. Cause I had, we actually focused a lot on uh, community health nursing. Yeah. Where they had to uh, get the water from like a well and have to like either manually pump it or they have a, a electric pump that pumps it. Wow. And there's like a lot of places where like they don't even have like how mo a lot, all the houses here in the U.S. have like water heaters mm -hmm. out there. There, like, there's only like the rich folks that have it. Mm. So, like, whatever, like, like if it's hot outside, your water's gonna come out warm or hot or whatever. So, if you like have to wake up early in the morning and you gotta take a shower, it's gonna be cold as hell. Damn. Yeah, I, I listened to uh, this podcast called Tiger Belly, and this guy named Bobby Lee and his, his girlfriend Kalala, 
and she's from the Philippines. And she said, like, when they grew up, she grew up really poor, like dirt floors, all that other stuff. Then she said they moved to L.A., and they moved to, like, a one- or two-bedroom apartment in L.A., like a bad side town, but it had, like, roaches. But it was, like, nice to them because compared to where she came from. And I think that's the one thing about traveling. I think it opens a lot of our eyes when you go somewhere and you're like, okay, we don't have it nearly as bad as we think we do. Yeah. Wasn't and like good. I said, like what you just described with the water, I mean, most of us can just go to our fucking tap and turn it on and you're going to have hot or cold water. And you can't drink the water right out the faucet because there's a lot of uh, bacteria. Even if you use like a Brita to like yeah. filter it, it'll filter out the particles, but like there's still like bacteria still in there. So you actually have That's to nuts. heat it up. So most of the people like have to buy like water stations are big out there that filters it out and you buy it like by the gallon or whatever. Wow. Because you can't just drink it straight out the tap because it'll fuck your stomach up. Well, Tony, like you just said, you know, we don't know how we have it really good. It's just like when we went to Tijuana, we were American side and then you one foot on the other side of the border. We saw like all the housing with like metal, like scrap metal, like held together and stuff. Remember, it was like, damn. Yeah, like that was my first experience of like another country was Tijuana. And then I went to. No, that wasn't the first. That was my first like poor, like version of poor. And then I went to Africa like two years ago now. And that was like next level. Like talking about the water. Like I got sick because I brushed my teeth because I forgot to use the bottled water to brush my teeth. And I got sick for a couple of days over there because I wasn't used to their water. Yeah. You know. But yeah, we just take it for granted over here, man. Like, like, like I said, we have there's there's definitely people struggling, yeah. But they're not the level of poor that are over there. Because at least you could have some type of government assistance here. Yeah. Because yeah. in other countries, know. like the gap between the poor and the rich is so far that you could like it's noticeable. At least out here, everybody has somewhat like a cell phone, a car, mm. decent clothes, like food and all that. So like you know, you see people that's on like. Uh, Government assistants have like nice like yeah. iPhone thirteens and stuff like yeah. Man, I'm still rocking the iPhone eleven. Like, man, <laughs> how you doing you better see, than me? Yeah, I'm working. Yeah. yeah, you see people. Well, like that's that. what I was trying. That's what I told Tony. I was like, you know, in some of this, like, you know, in some countries, um, if you're poor, you're poor forever. Yeah, like the, you, you're gonna have your little store that you set up when you wake up. You know, people might come and buy stuff from you, but you're literally using that money to buy everything you need for your house, your family. And then, you know, you you're not really anything extra. Exactly. And a lot of these countries, there's not government assistance. No. Like, you know, it's what you can make for your family and yourself. That's it. Yep. So what was the reason why your family moved over here? Well, uh, my grandparents were over here and like got us over here and just to have a better life, really. Because like what he said, like, depending on what class you were born in, that's pretty much kind of like it's it's not like here in the U.S. You, like. The the uh the possibility is endless. Like yeah. you can have the American dream as long as you bust your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in other countries, no matter how hard you bust your ass, it's really hard to get out of it. Like there's only a certain few that actually make it and get like start a business or get rich or whatever. What do you think about the immigrant mindset? Like mean? as far as like, do you think it seems to me like immigrants tend to work harder than like most Americans? It's kind of like, like when they come over here, like they're like. Because, like you said, they're coming from less than. Yeah. So then they're willing to sacrifice. Because, like, even like I have some friends who, like, they'll live in a house together yeah. to all like get money together and stuff instead of like, like when you're here now, like most kids when I turn, I want to get out and move out. 
So when you're 18, you go move out and you're not making any money and then you're never having money state stored up or yeah. what have you. So yeah, that's what I mean by the immigrant mindset. Like, like as far as your family, like they saw an opportunity to leave where they were at, come here, like take a big risk. First of all, take yeah. a big risk to come here. And then, you know, they got you guys to, you know, go to school and, you know, all that stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. I think, I think immigrants generally have a, a better work ethic yeah. than most, most of them. Not all Americans, but a lot of Americans are kind of lazy when it comes to work. Cause like over here, like we see that if like you work hard enough, you could like achieve practically anything really. Yeah. So in, like if you're in the Philippines, it, it's not like that. You yeah. can work as hard as you can, but it's hard to like elevate yourself to like get yourself in a better situation. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Tony, it's, you know, it's like my parents, you know, and like they came over when they were like, I think it was like 33 or 34 years old, something like that. Yeah. And my mom was, my dad was 35 or 40 and you know, whatever. But like, you know, they worked hard. They saved and saved and saved and they just worked all the time to give us a better life, you know, because they couldn't, who knows what I would be right now if I was still in South Africa, you yeah. know, like, you just never know. And they, they knew that coming year was going to give my, me and my brothers a better opportunity, better opportunity and a better life, yeah, better sure. life 100%, you know, yeah. but like the opportunities are endless. Yeah. Like you just said, girl, if you, if you attempt to do something year and you kind of successful, you're way better than you could have been anywhere else, you know? So what do you, feel you're doing with your parents struggle i i'm a very successful to my parents that my parents <laughs> love me okay i didn't say love that's not what i'm talking about but what are you doing my parents are very happy that i didn't turn into a criminal yeah for sure you're borderline okay well, that's beside <laughs> the point but you know they're very happy that i didn't turn out the way i was supposed to, like i was bad man you know like and like so they Fuck you, man. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. What's your question again? I'm just saying like, as far as most immigrants, do you think you have that immigrant mindset or are you more Americanized? I think I've become Americanized, but my brothers are definitely, because when, when we came, we didn't have any money. Right. And then when my older brother was going to college at, at CBU and stuff, you know, my parents were still working a lot, student paying loans and stuff like that for him. And then my other brother, and then when it came my turn, you know, they had worked so much already that they had saved up, you know, money for my college. They didn't have to take a loan out and stuff. And, you know, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I lived up to the immigrant <laughs> <laughs> mindset, but I am a hard worker. Yeah. No one yeah. can, no one can ever say that I'm not. Yeah. I can say that. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> when it comes to this shit and other stuff around the house. Fuck, fuck vacuuming. Okay. <laughs> He's privileged. He's a privileged American. <laughs> he, he's always like, I'll just pay someone to do it. You know, little bitch ass. I mean. See, that's where you, that's where you got ruined. Like, your dad, your dad was like, I should have beat him once. Like, you should have beat him once. Well, my dad didn't even beat me. Okay? It was my mom. Okay? <laughs> like, my livelihood or my growing up is totally different than his. Yeah. Like I grew up, my dad was in the military. They're very strict. Yeah. Like now, everything has to be a certain way. He's just like, oh, somebody else will do it. Well, not all the time, but you know, but like, so like 
when my when my, my my uncle raising his kids, you know, like Sashi and them, mm-hmm. they they kind of had like the upbringing with you did because their mom was really like, by everything was with the rules, this rules, that rules, that you know, you, you don't make an A on your report card, you're not gonna watch TV for six months, you know, all A's, I mean. And like for us, it was a little different because my, you know, they were always working too, so we could stay in our apartment in Germantown and stuff like that, right? So like, we kind of just became a little. Me and my little Westminster Mafia boys, we became little delinquents around there. You know, we we set a trash can on fire, one of those big trash cans, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, "What happened, guys? We don't know. <laughs> we just pass our time, you know." And then we just throw eggs. So like right there on the corner of Kirby. And Poplar, there's a traffic light, right? Yeah. Where the macaroni girl used to be and stuff. We'd hide behind the bank over there, like where we could still see the carts, and we'd throw eggs and egg carts for like hours at a time. Piece of shit, man. <laughs> You're proving my point. And then, and then, what's really bad, one time, somebody started running towards us. I mean, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I just ran and ran. I jumped in the trash can in one of the trash cans and I hit in the trash can for like an hour. Because <laughs> they were going to find one of us. Yeah. And I stayed in that trash can, like, I felt like 19 hours. Like, it's one of those, you know, where like you take your trash living in an apartment complex. It was like one of those. A yeah. dumpster. Yeah, like a dumpster. Dude, I was in there for like, it was probably like 30 minutes. But like, dude, it felt like it was all night. And then I had put like, trash on top of me so like they looked in the trash and they couldn't see me and stuff like dude what the fuck man so maybe i was a criminal i don't know oh god hey man we had initiations in the mafia okay that's <laughs> that one of them didn't somebody throw something at you when you were over there when you were walking all the time or they splash water on you going Remember you told me it didn't like happen like last year or two years ago when you were doing all your walking and you were walking up there by that or that was it macaroni grill? Yeah, so I was coming up Kirby, like away from Winchester, right? If you, yeah. if, so I guess north, I don't know. But like I was walking and this car fucking hit, intentionally hit the water to hit me as I was walking. It's karma. And I was like, man, <laughs> fuck you. Having in the same area. I mean, literally, like same intersection, same everything. <laughs> they probably recognize you, little <laughs> bitch ass. That looks like the little brown motherfucker that ate my car. <laughs> 20, 28 years ago. Oh, God. And then one time we used to throw batteries at the train. They used what to go the behind. fuck is wrong with you? So you come up with this? We would throw, we would, we would throw batteries. So we would steal the batteries from the Walgreens across the street. You would not only steal it, then you would just destroy the property. So, like, you know, we wanted to see what they would do with the hitting the train. What, so you the, wanted to go off the track? So the train would be going, like, fast, right? Yeah. And we'd throw the battery. And then one time one of the batteries was going, choom, and it hit, like, a car because there was cars on that side oh, God. and I was like and then they fucking found us the tr- the train person called like the cops that we were throwing battery, you know because I think we tried to hit the conductor I think what really happened <laughs> and he was going by really fast we just throwing shit and he you know and he can hear it hit so he's not sure what it is yeah right and dude they found every one of us oh, they were like yeah it's those kids that always hang around and you come, you comes GPD, and they come and knock on my door. I'm like, "What are you talking about? I ain't got no fucking batteries. I've been in my house the whole day." And then they're like, "Just come on outside." I'm like, "You're probably one of the few brown kids that live in that area at the time, too." <laughs> so it was me and my boy D, you know, and like it's like, and they put us, they round us all up, and they're like, "All right, so who's throwing the batteries?" We found a bunch of batteries in a busted window by the medical office over there 
was like, batteries? Why would we waste batteries? We're poor. And then they were like, okay, this is how you want to do it? And then, like, the people from the train station came and, dude, like, the, like, I'm not like the conductor, but like the people that work for the train, because, you know, I guess it's van, like vandalizing the train or something. And then everyone was like, yeah, God damn it. We, we, we threw the batteries. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And then our parents got phone calls and we had to fucking, we had to do all kinds of like cleaning up at the apartment complex that we caused the mess of anyways. But, you know, now we had to pick up our own batteries and shit, you know, and eggshells and stuff. And so you're proving my point. Man, <laughs> yeah. man we, we, we're wild. We're wild. Sounds like you're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, and the best is when we used to... <laughs> so you know that the Kroger right there, right? And we used to walk up to Candy Isle, grab a, like, a, like a Hershey's or whatever, and then we'd walk to the magazine aisle, and then we'd open the candy as we were looking at the magazine and eat the candy and leave the wrappers in the magazines. <laughs> And we got caught doing that too, but only one got caught was me. I didn't snitch on my people though. I didn't snitch, and I got my ass beat when I got home because they called my mom from at work. <laughs> it's like uh, Maya, because um, I can't run. How the fuck am I supposed to run? You know. Yeah. But they all knew it was us. So like, but you know, I kept my mouth shut. I want to stay in my gang. You know, I don't get kicked out of the gang. How many people were in your gang? Man, we had like nine. <laughs> <laughs> what was the initiation? This had to be a bad motherfucker. Did somebody have to steal something, or how we, did somebody join the gang? Stealing shit was man. We used to steal from Mako all the time. But I'm saying, how do you trust somebody in your gang, though? Like, what's oh, the process? You had to ride the bus. That was one of <laughs> you had to be a bus rider. If you got dropped off, you did, you went. So it was, that's another story. This guy named I'm gonna leave his name out, but like, <laughs> what's gonna happen? Oh, uh, you might come back up, my man. <laughs> you don't snitch now. Yeah, dog. I'm gonna say his name was Stevie, okay? okay? And one day Stevie had a meltdown on the bus. <laughs> no, he didn't ride the bus. That's what I said. Oh, we didn't trust okay. him, and so he just so he got into like Nazi stuff, really hardcore, you know. <laughs> and one day, we're, so we used to go play Dungeons and Dragons at his house. So we were, we kind of trusted him, right? This is in the mornings and during the summertime. And then one day he started putting all this Nazi stuff up on his in his bedroom and shit, and like the fuck, like what the fuck. And then, so then me and my friend D, we walked over to his house one day and we were sitting on his mom's, they just got this Mustang and we were sitting on the, like the trunk, you know, like, you know, like you can just sit, we were waiting for him to come, come outside, you know, so we could hang out. And he's like, get the fuck off my land, you black motherfuckers. And I'm like, oh shit, y'all aren't even black. <laughs> no, 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 no. This D, so this is D-E-E. Oh. So he is so he is black, right? Oh, okay. But I'm not black. He's like, Grr! and he had a fucking, I swear to God, if no one believes me, I will give a fo- the phone number of my friend that was with me, and we'll never forget this. He comes out there with a fucking, what is the middle, middle, um, middle ages thing that swings? With, it's, you have a stick and it's got a ball, oh, yeah. a mace. mace. Mace, yeah. Motherfucker came out of the house with a mace. <laughs> Is that Nazi? I don't know. And he was like, he was like, get the fuck off my land, you motherfuckers. And he's like, his neck is just like. This is after you rejected him from your gang? No. We were going to let him become friends with us. But (laughs) but after that, like. Why would you want a Nazi? So so he was new. He was new to like the group. No, this Nazi thing happened like in a day and a half. (laughs) 
Like, I don't even know where he bought the... Because there was no Amazon. Maybe he went to the Army Surplus Store or something like that. Probably have something like that. But like, I doubt it. I'm just like, dude, where do you get this shit from? And then, like... And, like, and the next thing you know, we see him at school. And he's just, like, look, looking at all of us. Like, going to kill us. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. Did he shave his like, head, too? Was it, like, Higher Learning? Is that the movie where Michael Rapport was a Nazi? Oh, no. I mean, this, my friend, or, you know, ex-friend, whatever, he he became, like, a Nazi. But, like, not a real Nazi because, like, you know, he wouldn't say to people he didn't really know. He would just do it to us. Like, trying to scare us and shit. Like, I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing, man? But when he came out there with that fucking maze. So the black kid would go into the house and he had the Nazi stuff hanging up? No, so the Nazi stuff. So we used to, we used to play the Dungeons and Dragons in his living room. Okay, and then one day D was like, "I gotta use the bathroom." And this is I, the black kid. Yeah. Okay. So then I went up there too because I had to use the restroom. And he, you know, somebody was downstairs. I think his younger brother was in the bathroom downstairs. So we went up there. We look in his room. We're like, we're like, what the fuck? He's looking around like, I was like, let's go. Game over. I mean, we used to spend like thirteen hours a day in this guy's house in the mornings, you know, and like, like yeah, okay, let's go. And then. Couple days, I guess he found that we saw what he was in his room, and like next time we went to his house to sit on his car, like we always did. I see this fucking flip, man. Wow. But then I saw him like one night at uh, Fox and Hound when we used to go up there all the time. Yeah, and he was like, "Roll!" I'm like, "Oh my god, don't kill me, man! <laughs> don't kill me, please don't kill me." Was he still a Nazi? No. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" He was like. Oh man, uh, you know how was how was life after high school and stuff? I'm like, it was better that we don't friends with you. <laughs> I was like, everything's going good, man. Everything's going good, and yeah, it was it was bad. Do like, you know if he's still around? He's gotta be, man. I mean, that's crazy. There's a there's a ship named after his um, last name, mm. a slave ship. They used to bring slaves over. Apparently, he <laughs> he traced it to it, and I was like, oh my god, dude, like. That was that's that. Wow, that's an interesting story. Yeah, and I've we can back this story up if anybody doesn't believe me when they, your homies text you and shit. <laughs> like, I can get you. I can get you in touch with the other. <laughs> I'm good on this one, man. Okay, we'll trust you on that one. All right. Wow. Lost words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never I, heard that story before. I mean, dude, like I never heard the train story before. I never heard the Nazi story before. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for like two years, and he never used to tell stories. It just remi- I just remembered about him right now because of the um, the gang. The gang. You talked about Westminster Mafia before, but you know how my memory is really spotty. That's cocaine, man. <laughs> Rotted my brain. Don't like I was, drugs, I was talking to one of my friends that used to she used to party with us a lot. You know, yeah. And because it's true of my friends, I was like, dude, my memory's fucking shot. They were like, bro. So is they both said so is ours. Like I like me, I, I have like voids of years I can't remember, and they're like, yeah, me too. It's like, oh, it's not worth it, man. No, cocaine bad, fentanyl bad, marijuana good. Yep. The end. What else you got on your notepad there? That's it. Nazis are all <laughs> yeah, not, not Nazis, <laughs> and you know, I really don't have much. I just wrote like you know, like his name. Carl, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you spell it right though. K A R, yeah. 
Not C. That, no, that'd be American, dude. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. KKK? <laughs> Nazis? Um, you know, I don't, I mean, I really don't write like questions anymore. I just look below. Bullet points? Like bullet bullshit, yeah. And this is for Kamal tomorrow. You know, it's like. I so you only gave Carl this little section right here. Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> he literally has citizen in quotes. <laughs> Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he likes dogs. Yeah. He has two dogs. Yeah, what kind of dogs that. you got? Uh, I have a Yorkie. And that's really mine originally because, yeah. like, in California, you can't have, like, bigger dogs if you're living in, uh, like, an apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had a Yorkie. So, and then when, uh, when my wife and I got together, we uh, we got a, a lab mix. I think okay. she's mixed with, like, a chow chow or something like that. But she have you always like, loved dogs? Yeah, I've always wanted to have dogs. And then growing up, my parents just said, like, oh, like, you guys are allergic, but we really weren't. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Alex, her um, her Instagram got hacked, and she's a she has – is that a Yorkie or something like that, those little dogs? No, I think it's like a Charles something, isn't it? Isn't what she's oh, like? yeah. But, like, her page, she had, you know, her page got hacked, and they were sending them, like, please vote for me. Do me a favor. And I thought it was her asking me to do her favor. It's like, hey, what's your favor? What's up? And she was like – Oh, vote for me on this. I was like, uh, I texted, I was like, the fuck is going on with your page? And she was like, I got hacked. I got hacked. But she does like this thing every year um, where she takes a dog, Elvis, around Memphis and takes in front of murals and stuff like that, pictures of her dog dressed up as Elvis and stuff. And um, this is going to be the last year, she said. She's really sad about that. Dog's super old now. Are you look, I try to I try to read my chicken scratch man. No. Like, <laughs> like right here, I'm not really sure what this 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 is. Or this. Or no, this is somebody's a citizen, but I couldn't read it, so I rewrote it over here. What is Arnold? That's my last name. Arnabit. Arnabit. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Arnold. <laughs> so Oh, bad vegans, what I told you. Oh yeah, but I want to that's the documentary. And then I'm gonna finish watching that. A, the Asian lady show. Yeah, uh, tidying up with uh, Marie Kondo. Yeah. Is that a new show on Netflix? That's no, been it? A, uh, it's been like a couple years. But dude, it took, really? like, it was like the biggest, like, it took over Netflix. Like, yeah. So you watch Ozarks? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? You're all caught up, right? Yeah. Uh, you all caught up? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do y'all think is going to happen? They all going to die, I would imagine. You think so? You think Marty, Wendy, and the kids are dead? Little yeah. Jonah's a little bitch ass. That's you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's no way they're getting out alive. No. They killed the cartel. fucking lawyer. Yeah. Oh, Helen? Yeah. I think Ruth is definitely going to get killed. Oh, for sure. Because that new guy, he's just out there, man. Yeah, he don't care. Yeah. He well, wants did, to uh, make a name for himself. Yeah, yeah and he fucking killed the, the sheriff. I mean, yeah. that guy just does not fuck around, Didn't man. Didn't they... Um, didn't the FBI make a try to make a deal with the new boss too? Yeah, right. Because yeah, and that, that we're gonna figure it out. Because I I don't know how many episodes it's gonna be, but they said the they said the last episode is like an hour and like fifteen or twenty minutes long or something like that. So when does it come out? April 29th. They could, oh, okay. so f- two Fridays from now. But yeah, that's gonna be really good. Uh, and you know, it's I like when they end a show like when it's supposed to end. Kind of you know, we've yeah. been watching for like five seasons now or six seasons or whatever, and like. You know, Ruth, I bet, I think Ruth is going to live in the whole thing. You know, and Ruth's going to be like Tyrion. Yeah. And she'll take, she'll have all the money they keep at the cemetery, you know, and like, she'll have all that. And because her brother's dead. Yeah. 
The only one that's alive is six, right? Or something like that? No, six is from Stranger Things. Uh, you talking about the redheaded brother? Yeah, because you had Wyatt. Wyatt's the one that was dating our... Um, Darlene. Darlene, married to Darlene. Yeah. But I think that was shocking. I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Mm-mm. Yeah, that shit was weird. It's a good she, show, man. It is a good show. <laughs> yeah, his, the memes of him are the best. Like, I wish I had... Wish I had his cool, you know, like when he's like under pressure and shit. Yeah. All the memes. Do you guys? Do you watch um, Peaky Blinders? My wife started watching that. I just couldn't get into it. That's me too. I tried. And I, I tried, like, nah. dude. So the final season, I could have watched it on a stream, you know, from UK, but like, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, fuck it. I just wait till I can watch it on Netflix, and like, so you're gonna watch it with your wife. I'm gonna try. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna tell you then. It's it's it's, once it starts going, it's you you'll you'll finish a season in a day. Like you know, if it's the weekend or something, you probably like you and your wife will watch the whole thing. Is there a shitload of violence? Yeah, violence, some sex, lots of drinking, some drug use. What Um, time period is in? Like the early 1900s. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like now, where they're at in the seasons, it's like nineteen thirty ish or something like that, or mm-hmm. nineteen forty or something. Is that the guy that played Scarecrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Charlie Murphy or no? Charlie Murphy's Eddie Murphy's. Yeah, I mean, wait. <laughs> His name is something Murphy. Colin. I don't know. But yeah, it's gonna be a good show. Do you ever watch Billions? Have you seen that show? No, dude. You guys gotta watch that. Like, I've, I'm two seasons behind. We're gonna watch it at what streaming service? Uh, it's on Showtime. Okay. Yeah. This is the last, or well, not last, but this is a, they had two seasons in one because the pandemic stopped production and then they just finished the second or sixth season now. Oh, so the first one, <clears throat> that season six, part one was pre-pandemic recorded and then season six, part two was after pandemic or? Yeah, I think it was like five, but then they broke it down and just made oh, six. Okay. Because they started during the pandemic and then it stopped and then they came back and finished it. And then season, I think it's season six, I just finished it like on Sunday, came out. But yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Another good show is uh, Uncut Gems. Have you yeah. ever seen that? That's a really good show. That's a movie, ain't it? No, it's, no. Righteous no, Gems. Righteous, righteous Gems. Gems yeah, yeah. You're right, Uncut Gems is a Yeah, yeah. Uncut Gems. Oh, that's is the one uh, you told me to watch with Barty, um, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah. 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 And the movie is Adam Sandler. Yeah, that yeah. One, yeah. But that's that's a really good show. Is, is the guy show. is the guy from the principal movie in there? Vice mm-hmm. principals. He, oh, he's in the show too. Baby Billy. Baby, yeah, baby Billy. Yeah, okay, yeah, I gotta baby watch Billy. this now. Uh, Righteous. And another show I watched just finished is like a mini series was uh, Super Pumped. It's about the history of uh, Uber, and it's got that Jordan Gordon Levitt. I think that's his name. Oh yeah, Robin. Yeah, he plays uh, Travis, the guy that started Uber. So or one of the co-founders. Do you know anybody that drives Uber? No, not right now. Oh yeah, you said you're going to do that a weekend. I, right? I want to try it because I I, I want to. I'm definitely going to do Uber Eats. You're going to fight with the people, I'm sure. No, I might not do Uber, and if I do do Uber, it'd be during like the day. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to get robbed or killed. Um, but like some people are doing it all day nonstop, right? And apparently, if you're doing it like that, what's your job? Job? Yeah. You're making good money or at least a decent living, right? But like an Uber Eats, you know, like it won't, you know, you have your options of tipping are five or 10, 15, 20, 25 or custom tip, right? On Uber Eats. If you only do the 10%, is your food not coming to you? I don't know. 
Well, you remember when I ordered that pizza a couple weeks ago, like a month ago now? It didn't show up. Did you only tip him 10%? No, I did the 20, 20%. So what is your point about 10%? No, I'm just saying, like, do you think your food will still show up if you do the 10%? I mean, I've seen videos where people flip out. I don't know how accurate, if those are real videos or not. Because you have to accept it, right? Like, that's what I want to, that's how I want to just, just do it one weekend. I don't see, like, how does it, when it pops up on my screen, I can either accept going to go get it or or I don't have to go to get it. Or, or if you're in the vicinity, do you have to go get do it? Do you know somebody that does it? No. You I don't know anybody that does it, Uber. Uber Eats? Yeah. Mm-mm. I guarantee if you oh, post on your fucking Wilbur, story. Wilbur does Uber sometimes, just for shits and giggles, he said. Yeah. I don't know. Because he gets bored just, you know, during the weekend stuff when there's not, like, much going on. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't think you do well with Uber. I can tell him about my racist Nazi friend. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, so after that happened, we didn't talk to the guy anymore. Like, even through elementary school, the rest of I mean, that's, that's, that's a given. Like, you know, eighth grade. <laughs> and then ninth, all of high school, we didn't talk to him. We used to see him. And like, we didn't say shit to him. And, you know, he had no friends. And, I mean... It was it was just like one of those things like holy fuck man what very glad I didn't shoot your school up. That's yeah, what I was about saying. to say that, that too. Because yeah. if he has a fucking mace, he might have a fucking come you know like one of those eighteen hundred guns or something. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like, you know like like you see those memes where like it's, it's like it's just I don't I don't know where the fuck he got this shit from. I just I really want to know that interview him. And then his um his big thing was. The Anarchy's Cookbook. Remember that thing? Mm-hmm. Like, he was all about that. And I don't know, man. That guy. Yeah. I wouldn't be friends with that guy, man. No. I mean, even if I was uh, an Aryan. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be friends with that guy. Yeah. That guy's fucking crazy. Sounds like it. Well, Carl, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for I having me. I appreciate it. Um, fuck you, Mark. Do some work for once in your life. Um, you so know, do you listen to the podcast? Yeah. What do you think about the podcast? It's pretty entertaining. You guys have like a good. Uh, um, do I come off like I'm bullying him a lot of times? That's what I get a lot. Beep. 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 Sort of, like, kind of, but it's funny though. Yeah, because like people <laughs> kind of, sort of funny, <laughs> but people don't realize what I deal with on a regular basis. Maybe I'm good to you. Oh, bullshit, man. Like, he's so fucking annoying all the time. And then it's just like, he'll say some dumb shit. I'm just like, that's so stupid, man. Like, yeah. think about what you fucking said. That's on, you know, you like, you guys are good friends because you guys could, like, shit on each other, basically. Yeah. Don't take his side, man. <laughs> I invited you to my guest on the podcast, okay? No, but for real. Um, yeah, someone said to me, I don't, you know, he always says to me, like, people say, dude, why does he stutter so much or something like, like he'll, he'll crop out the name and then send me like the comments, you know, they said, they said, but it hasn't been like that in a while. Right. Have you been getting any hate lately? <laughs> I don't get hate. You no, I'm saying, have they been hate. saying, have they been sending you any hate of me lately? Uh, no. Cause it's not just you and I. Yeah. We need to record a one to see. No, <laughs> no, we didn't people. No. I mean, cause like, Sometimes it would just be painful, man. Like, well, yeah. you know, we see, we live together and we always do everything together. Like, what is there really left to talk about? You know, yeah. like, I don't have a script to, you know, to go from. Like, a lot of these popular shows, I, I don't know if they really do or don't, but like, they just start coming off the, off the shit with off their hip. You know, like, yeah. there's a, 
There's but points. We just th- talked about movies, TV. Yeah. Talked about your Nazi friend. I mean, there's shit that you can talk about. You live for 43 years or 42 years, man. Yeah, no, I understand. But, like, I see what you're saying. But, like, there's a buffer when there's a guest. Yeah. So we can ask about their life. And well, stuff. usually, like, a lot of our guests recently, especially, are, you know, they'll they have a certain topic they want to talk about. Yeah. There's usually like keto or cause he's been finding like a lot of fitness people. Well, I find it like when that. I'm, when I'm going through like Explorer yeah. and I found out Tony's only, that's what it's called. Explorer uh, the search page on Instagram. Yeah. I'll send somebody a message. Now I don't care if they have 5,000 followers or 50,000 followers, you know, or 500 followers or five followers. You know, I don't care. I'll send them a message cause you know, they got a lot of content up, you know, they're talking about whatever, most of the time, the people that hit me back are in the fitness industry or have done a fitness transformation or something like that. And, you know, I still want to talk to them because how they got to their point is different than how I got there, how you got there. You know, it's it's everyone has a different story. Yeah. And that's what makes it interesting. But like. You know, most of the times they're the ones that hit me back. Um, today, a photographer hit me back. She uh, asked if she wanted to do it. And she goes, well, what would we talk about? I was like, well, I guess we could talk about photography and stuff since that's your your space. And then, you know, like, but, you know, on our podcast, we don't have, we want, we're going to talk about this, 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 and this, and that's it. You know, we just, we just go wherever you want to go, like on the conversation, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It was like that guy that, um, what's his name? The one that you said is coming on, the one that sent you the voice. Oh, Pero. Yeah, like he. Pero 92. He heard the Andrew Coates one, and he's like, I was expecting the fitness podcast, but then it was more like just bullshitting and branding and social media and, you know, what else did he say? It was but, something about like dealing with like negativity. Like sometimes, like, when you have a big following, you're going to have people that just hate on you just to hate because yeah. they're just fucking shitty people. But. And then, like, I got this one guy. Um, he actually he actually sent me his email, so I emailed him. We're just trying to figure out a date, but um, he is so his. I don't know if this is like his nine to five, but he posts a lot about this stuff. <clears throat> he um, he exposes fitness people in the industry. So like when your photos are doctored and shit, he's like a Photoshop. He probably created Photoshop. Who knows? You know. And he knows every trick, trade, whatever. And in his video, so it's just like his head in the video, right? He's recording. But behind him, you can see what he's talking about. And, like, people will alter their photos. They'll make their calves bigger. They'll do this. They'll shrink their waist. And he can't stand that shit. And what he does is because he doesn't do it if they're not sell, trying to sell something to somebody. Yeah, He's thinking, he, uh, well, sometimes he does because it's really bad, you know, on the person's part that's not trying to sell something. But, like, he tags the people he's exposed, exposing. Like, yeah. he, it, in his in his bio, whatever, not his bio, but his post, whoever the thing is, he, he has his, they're tagged and everything, and they'll come back. And some people actually come back and say, hey, man, you busted me. Like you got me, you got yeah, me. But yeah. some people try just still. Oh no, you bullshit! You don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. I didn't do that. I don't post my pictures. You know, it's a it's a it's a company that does it or this or that. But but you knew they were doing it. You know, like you know, like yeah, you gave permission to do. Yeah, so. yeah. But like, and that's his big thing. And I kind of wanted to talk to him about that. Like, how he got started in that, and why, why did he get started in that kind of thing? Also, but like, that it's 
it's just one of those things that, you know, he does that. He posts like three or four a day or five a day. They're like two a minute long or yeah. however long the reel can be or whatever, you know. It's just really interesting what I can what I found on Instagram. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool because I've seen something similar to that where it's like fake watch buster mm. where people like rappers or whatever having like fake like designer watches and stuff and like yeah. he points it out and like really exposes like it's supposed to look like this and this is like <laughs> the shape and whatever. Yeah. Like it just goes into detail. Did you see the video of so they're like maybe it was a you know, maybe it's a stage video, but like there's a couple sitting courtside. Yeah. And the, the you know that little kid that has a diamond the the, the real tester yeah, thing the he, tester, yeah. so he puts it on there her ring yeah. and it was fake and she took it off and threw it at him and she walked off and he's just sitting there and no and you know nobody knows what the fuck is going on that's why I think it might have been real he's like can I test a diamond and uh, they're like he's, he's she's like yeah sure you know it's fat as shit and I don't know what it's supposed to. I think what color is supposed to like the meter supposed to go up to when it's real, you know. Yeah. But it didn't do shit, or maybe it went all the way up to be fake, whatever. And dude, it, 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 he just walks up to people at the mall with yeah. that shit. And they, his videos are funny as shit, man. Because one guy was like, "Nah, nah, I'm good, man." Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, he's like, ah, you got fake jewelry on, you know, like. But then you have people like Ocho Cinco. He's like, man, I wore fake jewelry all the time. Yeah. He's like, I know what time. Like, he didn't have, like, fancy watches or anything like yeah. that. He's like, I'd rather have money in my bank account than yeah. just fucking blingy shit. Well, that's true because I saw that, was it the baby? Somebody just made a necklace for uh, Jay Moran. And it looks like it's like a $500,000 necklace. Or some rapper gifted it to him. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, man. Maybe it was Yo Gotti or something. I don't know. But, like, it's insane the amount of money that's going for these things. And, you know, with diamonds becoming the more and more pressure they're putting on the diamond mines in Africa and shit like that in South Africa, the more and more that's going to go up, right? Because eventually they're going to try to – they're never going to close the diamond because they're always going to be blood diamonds, right? But they're going to eventually just skyrocket in price even more than they already are. And it's like Tony always says – who the fuck is the guy that said, oh, this little shiny thing is going to be worth this much a pound or a carrot or whatever, how, whatever they, however they do it, you know? like. Um, well, they say the diamonds are basically bullshit because I think they're owned by this one family, the De Beers, and they basically are pretty much worthless. But, you know, you put value on it. Like, I think one mineral that, or I guess, like gold is one thing you can actually use. Yeah. Like that's why, like... You can put it like in like fillings yeah. and stuff like that and melt it down and, you know, reuse it or whatever. That's one of the things you can like, like a lot of like electronics have it, you know, so it's actually precious metal. But diamonds are just pretty to look at. You can just yeah. Do with it. So I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a jewelry person, though. Yeah. yeah like my mom, it. she doesn't wear jewelry, really. Um I don't think my sister-in-law does really. I mean, she has a wedding band on. My mom doesn't even wear that. Like, I don't think she ever had one because they were poor. So she just never, they never did that. But yeah, like, but you know, in Af- Africa back then, a lot of the ladies would wear ivory because it was so cheap there, right? Yeah. It was like, but like she brought, they wouldn't let her bring them into America because, you know, they were, it was illegal gear, I think, or something like that. So then they just kept them. But that was like her only piece of jewelry, I guess. I don't know. That's weird that people think that ivory, like especially like in those other countries where they 
they like rhinos. They think they snort it like it or for their dick yeah. to work better. It's like, come on, man. Like, One of my accounts. So do you know, you guys know what Arabic honey is? <clears throat> yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe it's not called Arabic honey, but it's just honey in a packet. Yeah, a honey pack or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah so I'm it's like 10 bucks a pack. It's supposed to be like 70,000 times better than like Viagra and shit. And they still have a little gas station. So I was asking my guy at one of my stores, like, hey, what is that shit, man? I see this everywhere. He's like, oh, you take this. You take this. I was like, I was like what do I do with it? He's like, next time you a girl, <laughs> eat this before. Or like I forget what he said, like an hour or something. Yeah. And he was like, "It's just honey, and you know, it's like kind of honey you were eating earlier, maybe. You know, yeah. I don't know, but like, apparently that's like a boner pill. Did yeah, you, you buy drink it? Like, no, like, he gave it to me. I mix it with water. Like you drink it like tea or something like that. Mm, okay. Well, Interesting. Yeah. And then and then the same guy, a different store. Well, they own two stores. Another store of theirs had like a little packet, but in the packet's like white colored. You know, like mm. it's like. It kind of looks like like crystal meth, kind of right, <laughs> okay. but it, but it's not crystal meth, obviously, because he gave it to me too. So like he was like, yeah, yeah, you uh, take this. I was because I asked him, I was like, I have no idea. I know what the honey is now, but what is this shit? He's like, oh, it's just a little cheaper, but it's like, same result. I was like, he's like, you take, you take. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's in my work car right now. <laughs> well, yeah, you should take it. Find you a woman. Yeah, as I was saying, let me find a woman first. Maybe Carl can help you find a woman. Yeah, Carl. Gotcha. What you want? <laughs> Anything. Breathing. Breathing. Well, Carl, you know, if you listen to the podcast, we usually um, end the podcast with um, a guest telling us um, advice you would have for people. It could be anything. Well... Best advice I could give really is like if you really like want something, like you just gotta go after it. Like I mean, or like losing the weight or whatever, like just find something that works for you. It doesn't have to be like what I did or what somebody else did. Like you just uh you'll get to a point where you're ready to do it. Mm. Like because like I had to go through it where I hit a wall where I had to make a decision whether to continue going down this road or turning my whole life around. Because, like, seeing people firsthand, like, at the hospital being trapped in their body, mm-hmm. like, being young, 700 pounds or whatever, and just living life like that is miserable. And I don't want to be like that. Yeah. And just all the health issues that is involved with it. So, like, health is wealth, basically. Like, you got to take care of yourself. And, like, it's embarrassing going to, like, restaurants thinking, like, am I going to break this chair? Man, I used to or, think that all the time. Or riding a roller coaster, one. like... Like being scared, is this gonna latch on, or like I'm gonna have to like get off the ride? Because there was one point where like, I rode on a ride and almost didn't click, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like those people, the people that had to like you know be told like like you got to get off the ride because it's not gonna lock. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's kind of like how um, WS Barbie told us on was it Sunday's episode or we yeah, recorded? Sunday. You know, like her thing for her when she or her like aha moment for her was when she was flying somewhere. And they they made her get another seat. Yeah. And she had to get a seatbelt extender. Oh, yeah. Like, was, you know, like, and it's crazy. I mean, you, you know, we don't ever think about stuff like that. And you see a bigger guy you're like, and it, or a bigger woman, you just never think of what they really have going through and stuff like that. Yeah, because, like, since we've been talking to a couple of people, like, we had this guy Gourmet on here. And this was, like, the first, like, what the fuck moment I had. <clears throat> but he was talking about how, like, when he was six seven hundred pounds that he started outgrowing his car yeah 
And it's like, fuck, you think about the clothes, but it was like your car, your home and stuff like that. It's like, wow, man. It's just, I mean, that's got to take an emotional toll on somebody. Oh, for sure. Like I had to have my steering wheel all the way up. Now I can have it to the lowest setting and it's not hitting my thigh no more. Yeah. Because there was one time where like I, I had it all the way up and it was still rubbing against my thigh and it's kind of hard to like turn the wheel or whatever. Yeah, it's just like, you know, most people go, we all go through things that, you know, a lot of people don't think about, but like, that's just something that you just, until you hear it, it's like, wow, that's reality. Yeah. You know? Or like having to find clothes that fit and, or you have to go to a special store, like, you know, big and tall, or like yeah. you gotta go like the Husky department or something like that. Or you have to get it tailored. Cause like, if you get a size 44, I'm not a tall guy. So I have to like buy like from the t- like big and tall section and have to get it altered to like fit my height or whatever. Yeah. It's like also like, you know, destination DXL right there on park and what is that park and white station, you know, yeah. in SK shopping center, like one polo, it doesn't matter if you buy a two X or a seven X. It's one price. Cause it's, it's like $69.99. It's like a fucking, it's a, it's a bullshit cheap brand. Now you can buy a polo, like a polo polo for like $109 plus tax. You know, I was like, what the fuck, man? I just want a $10 polo. Like you can get it from Walmart, you know, but you can't ever get that shit, you know, but yeah, you're paying out the ass. Yeah. And then so when, what kind of emotional toll do they take on you? Would you say for what? Like being overweight or yeah. losing the weight? Both, I guess. Yeah. Um, it just affects your like confidence. Really? Like you just feel a certain type of way. Like I, I guess I got comfortable. Like once like, I met my wife, like I kind of just let myself go basically. Mm-hmm. And then, and it kind of like took its toll on me. Like I didn't like want to do nothing. And at the same time too, like, uh, like you just wanted to wear bigger clothes or you just wanted like just to not be noticed by, because you just felt co- self-conscious all the time. Like if somebody looking at me, you're like, if you're at a restaurant or somewhere, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. And so what was the after? Like right now, like, I feel a lot better, like confident, like I not to be like that. I worked hard for like where I'm at right now that I can like just come here. I never like met you guys and like I'm, I can come up and talk to people and like and not like be worried about it or not. I mean, like I just have more confidence to like meet new people and just like I didn't have that before. So basically the weight loss gave you like a new lease on life. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Um, because before, like, even, like, the, like, just doing small things, like, walking around, I'd get shorter breath or I'd start sweating, like, for no reason, like, and I was just, like, self-conscious about that. So what age would you, would, did you notice the weight gain? Like, well, I've always been a big kid and I would, like, lose it, gain it. I played football in high school, but, like, within, like, the last five or six years, like, I really, like, packed on the weight, like, from moving here and, like, you know, and just trying out like all the different barbecue places I like and the food here is just super rich and like butter mm-hmm. sugar carbs with the potatoes and like the pies and whatnot and just packed on the weight like i just never really noticed i just kept eating and then finally like it hit me like holy crap like i gotta buy new clothes it was and, one of those things like it just snuck up on you yeah somewhat because like i've always like never really saw myself that big until mm-hmm. finally like holy crap like and like seeing pictures and stuff, like looking back on it now, like we have a wall of pictures, like holy crap, like yeah. I was like huge, and uh, I developed gout, had fatty liver, and the only way to really lose, like to cure that, is to lose the weight, basically. 
and like having gout. It's the rich man's disease. Like cause I like drinking, eating a lot of like 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 meat. Is it red food. feet? Red meat? I mean, yeah, like, red yeah. meat and like shellfish or whatever. Like it's like the worst kind of pain ever, and that's kind of one of the my biggest motivators was to like never go through that again. Yeah, so. yeah. I had a manager, and he was a smaller guy, but he got gout. And he's like, they're gonna cut my foot off, so I'm not gonna stop drinking. <laughs> like, goddamn. So, what Terry. is? How does how does gout happen? I know you just said like what you would get it from. Like, what? what? It's either from like overconsumption of like alcohol or like red meat, like shellfish, or like um, eating a lot of like beans or legumes. Like, and it mm. builds up of uric acid and it crystallizes in your joints. It could be in your toe, your knee, your elbow, fingers. I've like seen people have it in multiple areas at the same time. It's wow. like an inflammation and like you can't even have nothing touch it. Like air blowing or like a sheet touch that area, you're like you'll be screaming in pain. Like I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And so how do you cure get it? rid of it? Uh you have to uh change your diet and you you could be put on medication to like lower your uric acid level mm-hmm. and you could go to the hospital to where they actually my knee was swollen so bad. They had to uh, aspirate like the the buildup of uh, the fluid with like the crystallization of the uric acid out of wow. my knee. Like they pulled off like three like ten cc syringe, and it was the most painful thing I've had to go through because they injected with lidocaine, but at the same time they're like aspirating the fluid, so it's pulling out whatever they just injected into it. Oh, fuck, man! Yeah, I've had two flare ups, and like I never like want to go through that again. I remember our Nick had gout once. He said, or a couple times, like twice. And I didn't even know it was like painful like that. I just no, thought it was something like because Genghis Khan had it really bad all yeah, the time. It's painful. Like, mm. and I don't understand how some people have it and they've had multiple flare ups and they don't want to do anything to change their life. It's like They're, my old manager. Like, yeah. So they told him stop drinking, yeah, as much, or just stop drinking altogether. I think as much. Uh-huh. But I mean, I think if I had like that from drinking, I would probably cut drinking out altogether. Oh, for sure, because. That's I mean, it's I not mean. something you have to, unless you have a problem, but yeah. it's not something you have to do. Or you just have to drink more water, or, like, if you're going to drink more, like, you got to cut off some, on some other stuff, like the red meat. But if you, like, do a bunch of all that at the same time, you're really going to have a flare-up of gap. Oh, that's crazy, man. Like, that's what I don't understand. Some people just don't learn the lesson, like, like... I feel your pain. I know you like I've taken care of patients with gout and I'm like, why won't you like adjust your lifestyle or change it? Cause like, that's like one of the worst pains that you could ever like go through. So as far as like your profession, like in seeing people in that like predicament, does that also help you not want to go back to that also? Oh, for sure. And I try to help them out like and talk to them and try to figure out like, how did they get into that? Like, like their current predicament of being like, six seven eight hundred pounds and stuff and it's just because like at that point you can't really move anymore so you have family that are enablers that are feeding you Mm. and like they're most people that are like that big and that they're just stuck in like their chair or the bed they're good manipulators to where they can make their family feel bad to like get them stuff because that like i talk to my coworkers all the time like if their family just don't give them food and they just give them healthy food and control their thing they could easily lose that weight yeah. in order to like maintain or get that big you have to constantly eat like crazy amounts of calories and like literally do nothing yeah cuz like it's even like kids when kids are super big it's like they're not buying the food themselves it's the parents like they think yeah. oh it's cute they're chubby like or like they see how happy they are like yeah. when yeah. they're eating so like you know they get motivated to like feed them like that's kind of like what I went through going, like growing up, growing up with my grandma. 
like she just likes to like feed everybody mm-hmm. and like even though i'm done and i'm full she'll be like here here's five bucks like if you finish this so i'm like oh hell yeah like i love money so like oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i get to eat and you give me like money all right cool i'll finish all the food yeah when we used to go on field trips in school like from R- riverdale and stuff like that uh-huh. my mom used to give me um like two uh brown bags right yeah like the number four bags you know and inside be like two grilled cheese uh little debbies juice boxes and she's like giving all this just for me and i'm like sitting there eating it because i'm like hell yeah and, you know sometimes well I'll, I'll trade you or i'll give you can i have some of that yeah sure okay here you go and like i didn't think how much food it was back then but my aunt my mom she 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 like your grandma. She likes to make sure we're all full. Yeah, you know, like she's she's not happy unless we like today. I went over there. I was over for like an hour and a half, something like that, two hours. I really wasn't hungry, but she had made all this food already. She didn't even know I was coming, but like it was so much food. I was like, "There's no way they're just eating this." So I ended up eating it, and then she gave me. I was, I was eating it with her or my dad. She kept putting more on the plate. And you can't throw it away in front of her, you know. Like yeah. you can't. She's not gonna like that. But it's funny because, like, I remember one time I went to the store, and your mom's like, "Oh, he's getting big again." So it's like, yeah. So like, they're the ones that's feeding you, and at the same time, they're the first ones to notice you're getting big. Like, <laughs> like my mom was the same way. Like she said it. How long ago was this? When y'all had a store? Oh, okay. I haven't seen your. I've seen your mom once since the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, she was like, uh, "What do you think? It was something recent. Your feelings got hurt." No, that's like a long time ago. But she's like, "Yeah, he's he's getting big again." This is when that lady told you got relationship weight. Oh you yeah. Relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, but the weight's crazy, man. Like, it's especially with age, man. Yeah, because like, your metabolism fuck. slows down. Yeah, it's like, oh, when I was twenty, I didn't have to do this to just stay the same. Now it's like, now I gotta watch what I eat. I got a fucking, you know, it's like, fuck, man. It's just, I don't know. But the alternative is, is, Death. is not good. Yeah. Or serious health problems. Yeah. Sure. Cause like they say, like, um, people that complain about food being expensive, like eating healthy, it's like, well, going to the doctor's going to be even worse. Oh, for sure. And like having to take all those pills is even more expensive. Man, yeah. all that medication, like you just said, and like hospital bills. Uh, you remember they charge you what three hundred bucks? And they didn't do anything for you at the hospital. Yeah, I cracked my uh, my chin because we were moving the hot tub over here, and I was like, I'm not gonna get it done at first. And then I went and looked in the mirror and saw the gash was like huge. And then Nick, our friend, had a fight company, and he's like, "Well, I can get the cut lady to do it for you." And I was like, "Well, Raul's bro- he was up there at the hospital because his brother had broke his leg on a motorcycle accident." So I went up to the same hospital. They took literally took my. My uh, blood pressure, yeah. and I think they weighed me. No, and then I was like, and they gave me a little band. And um, so I, I, his his brother's friend's a doctor. He's like, oh, it's fine. Just go home. Yeah, he's so like, I, stop being a <laughs> pussy. Go. So I left, and then uh, I ended up calling the cut lady, and she ended up stitching me up with, like, the glue thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dermabon. Yeah, so she did that, which I'm glad, because I, I would have had, like, a really bad scar. It would be a good story to tell, though. And anyways, so I fucked uh, it up with my hot tub. I fucking get a thing from what is it, St. Francis? Uh, yeah, St. Francis. Yeah, it was like a $300 bill. Oh, shit. And I was like, I'm not paying that. And then it went against my credit. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I gotta pay it, man. Well, the worst is like when I was younger, I used to, you know, run up my credit cards really high. Yeah. And then like, I and then they would be like, hey, you need to pay your bill. You owe, you owe, uh, you owe us $5,000 or whatever. And then 
somebody, I don't remember who it was that told me. It's like, hey, when next time they call you, say, I owe, say, say, I was using an example. I like, say that I owe them ten thousand dollars. Just like say, Capital One, tell them that you just want you'll pay. Say, just give them say a thousand dollars right now to you'll give them a thousand dollars if they agree to close the account as paid as paid in full. If you give them a thousand dollars on the phone right now, and I was like. Uh, I'll give you a thousand dollars to settle the debt, and they're like, "Okay." Yeah, that's what I'm. I think I ended up paying like one ninety. Dude, it was crazy, man. Shit. Like I was like, had I known that before it got to ten thousand dollars or whatever it was, you know, I would have for like a, a fraction, you know. Yeah. It's my, my mom has a friend. She um she had to go to the hospital year for something, and the to and then they, she didn't pay the hospital bill, and so the hospital took it a court or whatever, you know, a suitor or whatever, like whoever does the billing or whatever. And the lady was like, how do you expect me to pay $200,000? Like I'm 70 years old. That's yeah. what she was telling like the people, you know, and the judge is like, well, okay, okay. I, I can, I can understand that. And he goes, well, how much do you think you can afford a month? She goes, she looks at her son and uh or somebody she looked at somebody and it was like i can pay 25 dollars a month and judge was like that works for me done uh every month so they had to set it up for 20 you know they wanted more they wanted the money then you know yeah. that's why they took it to court so i'm sure she never ended up paying it for the finish of paying on but like you know, twenty five dollars a month. You know, for out of two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So every month, cheap. So what is that a year? Whatever, right? Like, <laughs> Jesus, man. So yeah, like it, it. It's you know, there's there's ways because you know bucks. how much is it? Three hundred dollars <laughs> a year. Yeah. She's yeah. never gonna pay that off. Yeah, like it's just been it was one of those things. Like, there's apparently in hospitals, they don't have to show their their pricing or something like that and they're trying to change the law on that yeah to where you have if you're getting your finger or whatever it is they just there just can't be all these charges on your all of a sudden but where else are you gonna go no that's what i'm saying but apparently it's hidden or something like that to, to the person going to the hospital yeah but it's like oh this is 99 dollars a year well the hospital down the street has it for 79 dollars. i'm gonna go over there like come on like yeah because i can only imagine because that was just a triage they did so what would the actual if they would have stitched me up how much would i had to pay probably like a two thousand dollars you know probably better probably like thousand bucks or something. yeah it's so crazy man like when i'm giving out meds at work like you could actually look up how much we get it for yeah and how much we're actually selling it for it's so crazy. it's crazy like because like i want to know like oh like this medication costs like ten thousand dollars, but like we can get we get it for this price. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like when I went to Africa, I had to get malaria medicine, and when I went to what is it the the shot nurse, they're like, go to Kroger, but use a good RX app. Oh, and I dude, use that discount. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to I used the thing, and it was like a fraction of the price what it would have cost without using that code. I had to get something from Walgreens. I forget what it was. And they called it in. Oh, that's just when I was my shoulder, remember? Mm-hmm. And I they called it in as it was like five hundred dollars or something like that. And the lady was like, Do you have this app called GoodRx on your phone? I was like, No. And she was like, Download it. I'm sure it's on there. And it'll probably be like eighty bucks. Dude, it ended up being like forty five dollars. I don't know, it's crazy, man. 
It's a racket, man. That's yeah. why they don't want marijuana to be legalized. Oh, yeah. Pharmaceuticals can... Because they said, like, there was something I saw the other day. It's like, marijuana is like can cure most ailments like that they use pills for. Yeah. Like nausea and all that stuff. Yeah. Bullshit, man. That's crazy. Well, Carl, we're not going to take your time up. I just realized it's like almost 1030. Oh, shit. By the time you get home, it'll be... 11. <laughs> At least we have documentation of you being here. So yeah. when your wife's like, where the fuck you been? You're like, yeah. Actually, we have a two-hour... Yeah, we have a... In 30 seconds, we have a two-hour podcast with Carl. So you, there's a time stamp. <laughs> but thanks for coming on, man. Um, and what did you tell Carl you're going to do? Daniel, he didn't pause. He's just... Oh. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> Monday. Sorry, Monday. I'm going to say... Ben's program. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're going to go work out together at ADC one day. Yeah. Get you to look <laughs> Baby steps, baby. Baby steps. No, no, no. I got you. Uh, got you. Um, all right. Do your outro. I don't do that anymore. Bye.